Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 60 now, and this is Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Shirelia, again. She's right. back! We're back, boys! The boys are back! <laughs> you mean the girls boys are back? And, yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's back. Hopefully uh, we will not lose her again to the wilderness. Though, given recent events of Pokemon Go, we probably to... lose her. Had to go on my Pokemon journey, you know. Uh, as always, though, we're going to start the week off with the weekly raid, and I'm going to toss that one to Sean. That's me. So we brought this up. I think this was brought up during Sunday Fun Day, which I wasn't a part of, but I tuned in for a minute. Uh, basically, this week I'm curious about whether or not people engaged all the content in an MMORPG if they don't have to. So when we play games... And I'm going to use Wildstar as an example, and it's not the only one guilty of this. Uh, normally, you're overwhelmed with all these quests, right? And, you know, each quest gives, you know, a limited amount of experience. But sometimes you find out that just straight up killing monsters in the wilderness is more effective than doing quests. But you miss out on this narrative part of the game. You miss out on, you know, kind of engaging with a world that's been created. And basically, it's part of, I think, the min-maxing mentality in that we... When we play MMORPGs, typically the goal is to get to the max level or to complete dungeons. So we, we do whatever it takes to get there the fastest. So I'm curious if most people will skip content if it impedes them getting to the end game uh, faster. Will you just go out and grind mobs if quests don't give you enough experience? Do you always choose the fastest leveling method in an MMORPG? I'm ready to take it if anyone... That's take it, before. I got a, take I got it. a great example. So with me... The first time I play a game, I want to kind of explore everything, right? And I think people should do that. But with alts, it's fine to skip. And I, my great example, ready? Diablo 2. How many mm. people do we know that do runs? You know, they get run through, just take it to the end. I know, and I played the story at least a dozen times from beginning to end, all the acts. But I know people mm -hmm. who play as much as me, and they're like, you know, I never saw Act 3. I, I, I just got to my physical, you know, start of I Act 3. I never saw Act 3. What? Wait. Oh, no. How? Uh, from, well, in Act 3, in Diablo 2, you could skip the whole thing. You could go right from the first town all the way to Mephisto, if someone has the waypoint for you. Right. So that act, you could skip almost everything. A few acts, you had to like do one or two of the core quests. Um, and I thought the people who did that, they skipped uh, Act 3 and a lot of other content. They really missed out on a lot of the atmosphere that Diablo had to, off had to offer. Mm. And uh, I really, you know, I feel sad for those people. So, really, though, what, what we're getting at is... Are you someone who would go out and try to experience all that content? Like, yeah. if, if I go into you, I high level, I go, I'm going to offer I offer to run you through so you level up faster. I say no. Would you say no? You're yeah. going to say no to that. You're going to refuse their help. I've done Act 3 <laughs> more times than I should. Well, like, I, like I said, I've done the story been 10, 12 Listen. times, and I, I could have done it once and skipped the rest. Okay, uh, I guess I'll, I'll take it right. now. Um, this, this is super situational for me. Like... Games like Diablo, where I just paid like however much to get the game, I'm gonna go through like everything because I, I feel like I'm missing the point if I don't go through everything. And if I skip a whole act right in the middle, you're you're missing a lot of story that you're just not gonna have later. But if you have like MMOs, it's it's very like it, it depends on the MMO, right? Like when I reviewed uh, Champions of Regnum, I basically went in. I was bored as shit with most of the um, the basic content that they had because it's just mm -hmm. 
all kill quests basically and it's the environments are terrible and stuff like that and i'm just sitting there like do i have to keep doing this until i hit like level 30 or whatever to pvp so i had some guy power level me because i was so bored of the quests they were just not fun the story wasn't anything special at all much less much of a story it it was very clear the game was all about the pvp Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to skip that and get there as fast as i could and then there are games like um riders of icarus where i don't like the story like it's just not entertaining but it's it's there for people that want it unlike games like champions of regnum but it's not entertaining to me so instead i'll just i want to do all the quests and get as much xp as i can from them and feel like i'm actually seeing everything but i don't actually pay attention to it and then with games like Okay, so I'm going to do two different examples for this because one for like offline and one for MMOs. But with games like Final Fantasy XIV and um, The Witcher 3, I go through like everything I can. There's only one time that I really skipped anything in The Witcher 3, and that was because I was too eager to see how the story played out. And I skipped a side quest, and I didn't realize it could come back, couldn't come back to it later, and I was pretty mad about it. All right, are we in agreement but, though, um, Matt? With also let's say like MMOs, once you've done it once, maybe you can go ahead and skip it. I don't mind that as much. Uh, no, alts, you should definitely be given the option to skip because it's like, you've seen everything, you know how it's going to play out, and especially in MMOs, that is a long amount of time that you have to spend doing all that again. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's just like, uh, you, you want me to sit here and go through 30 hours or 50 hours or whatever stuff that I've already seen, so yeah, I'm good with alts and stuff. I'm going to take a very ever... definitive stance, okay? I mean... When it, it all depends on the game's design as well, but I'm gonna take the fastest route possible. However, if the if the story route is only like five percent slower, I might take the story route because it's really not a big difference and might increase my enjoyment more. But when a game like Terra, for example, presents you with an option to go through the story stuff and level at your own pace, or there's there's a path A and a path B. Path A is the story stuff. You do the questing, you do the grind, and it takes you a long time to get to the max level. And they they also offer you a path B. Which you can get the max level in like five hours of my, like six hours, seven hours of just mindless battlegrounds. Even though it's stupid, it's incredibly fast and requires no thinking. I'm gonna go the no thinking route only because it's a superior option. I don't <laughs> want that path to be there, but because it's there, I feel like an idiot if I don't take it. And the um, the mode my brother's talking about in Terra, I'm displaying it on the video right now. It's a new battlegrounds thing they added, which you basically get a level plus every time you complete it and you win. Um, oh, holy crap, that's and, a lot. And I will agree with my brother. It, it's basic, Ultimately, it's a design flaw to offer such a hasty uh, leveling. Um, so I don't blame him for taking it, but personally, I wouldn't. And this is something that's been with me for a long time. I'm sure my brother remembers when we played Ultima Online on private servers. Even though we were trying to get to endgame, I'd rather slow down and experience the world than just, you know, grind, you know, just instantly cheat my way to the max level and just start there. Um, I think they incentivize that way too much. Like, I mean, it's clear that they really wanted people to play it, but that was that was absurd. In fact, I don't think it's that they wanted people to play. I think they, they wanted people to use it as a means to get to max level. Because if they wanted people to play it, like, they could have offered co- cosmetic rewards because you do get tokens for playing it. And you can, you know, get cosmetics out of that. But no, they give you so much experience to scales with your level. And just shoot, I, w- I want to get your thoughts on that too, because you actually played Terra at the max level without this event. Basically, it's a battleground that lasts 10 minutes, right? The winning yeah. team gets at least about about a level in like 15%. But we'll just say a level every time you beat it, right? That's a lot. So assuming, assuming you win 50% of the time, 
You get a level every twenty every twenty minutes. However, you get for losing, you still get like fifty percent. You get like ten percent. You get like ten percent, but that's oh. almost nothing. But the but the thing is, it requires no thinking, and you can just do it while watching TV on the other monitor or just not paying attention. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I I don't personally like leveling. I feel like a lot of MMO for me is the late game because then mm -hmm. I I get to actually team up with people and you know I don't like the solo grind so. That would be my preferred option, I think. But why <laughs> have like why have a system of fast leveling if you want to get to the end game? Like why make me go through the loops, through the, the jumping loops? Why, why not just make a character like an option the character creator checkbox you start at max level? If that's yeah, the goal, question, why it? not just do that? That's the Reaper class, but that's that's yeah. another. I mean, that's another discussion. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of games already, you know, like like they said, already have that kind of an option, but like. I guess it's to not invalidate what previous people have done, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of leveling personally. So I'm, I'm biased against it because I find leveling to be very boring. I like the teamwork aspect of MMOs, mm -hmm. and leveling usually doesn't present you with that because you have big gaps between um, when you're doing instances mm -hmm. and you're doing like, like you know what I mean. That you can't instance all the way up, right? So. That's... So you you prefer the fastest possible way then? Exactly, and like like I I personally wouldn't be opposed to like some kind of system that allowed you to have um a max level because even if you had a max level, I mean that doesn't really mean anything nowadays. Like it, it used to like like saying like Ragnarok online like going back to that again, mm -hmm. but back in those days it meant a lot to be like the max level, right? You got that glow and like mm -hmm. it was like holy shit that guy like leveled to max, right? The but nowadays glow. I mean does it mean anything if I said like hey I'm max level in World of Warcraft? Like would you give a shit? Like you, you no, wouldn't be no. impressed. Everyone gets nobody exactly. impressed. Takes so, no skill. That's what I'm saying. Or dedication. It's it's that's where the game like kind of starts for like a lot of people that's where you start to make something of yourself it's not but do you think that. we lost something in that shoe like i feel like like you said ragnarok it meant something to be max level <laughs> do you think that the yeah. genre lost something when being max level doesn't mean shit anymore frankly speaking i mean i mean nowadays rather than it being a number of like this is my max level nowadays your level is dictated by like your gear how your character looks you know like when people inspect your character and see like, oh shit, that guy has, I, mean, I don't know what's big anymore in any game, but you know, Ultra Dragon set XD or whatever, right? It's like, oh shit, that's that's fucking huge, right? And then and then that's where you're like, man, that guy's really good, right? Mm -hmm. Like nowadays it's different. It's just it's the same thing, but it's like the way we view it has changed. But it's essentially the same, I think. But the, but now you have a barrier of entry before you can even get to that point. So it's like, you know, it's a pain. Different discussion, but part of the problem is that once you get to max level, that's how they keep you playing. You have to grind for more stuff. Mm -hmm. By including the grind at max level, rather than making it so that you can just level endlessly, they've made it an environment where um, gear means more than your levels do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But Rashad, it, it, what about it, it, you? We all answered too, so. So, try to cut I, you I'm off, shift. If you want to finish up. Oh, I was just gonna say that like, it just removed the meaning of level, mm -hmm. like being max level. It's just nothing now. Mm -hmm. So I want to experience the entire world. Uh, just to give one quick story, in D three, I discovered a glitch to to max level characters in like a matter of hours. 
And I felt like if I didn't take advantage of the glitch because other people were doing it, that yes. I was a fool. Yes. Uh, at the same time, though, I, I don't want those things to exist because when I play an MMORPG, the idea is that I'm inhabiting this other world that should be fleshed out, right? Even if the story is kind of lame, even if the environments aren't perfect, I do want to be forced. I want to be filtered through those worlds. I think that, like, Wildstar, Wildstar's issue was there were so many quests it was kind of overwhelming, and then I found out that quest XP wasn't as valuable as just grinding. And when I discover that, I do end up grinding because I know it's more efficient, but I don't want it to be. You know, I want to be... Yeah. I, there's, it's a very tricky line for someone who's a developer, I think, and I, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm not one. I don't have any experience, but I'm sure it's a very tricky line to try and satisfy the people who want to rush through the game and also provide a thorough leveling experience because I do want to feel engaged, right? And I'm only yeah. going to feel engaged by interacting with NPCs, by kind of being forced to see the whole map. If a game is so quick and if I level so fast that the maps end up becoming this, like, they kind of fade into the background, I felt like that kind of an Aeon, uh, which maybe is a... And I think I don't, Tara did a much better ahead. job with that than I think you guys, some of, some of the other crew here gave it credit for. Because I remember playing Terra when it was new. To me, it kind of felt slow and sluggish and not too interesting. Um, I played it again now, and by the all the new, all the old content's outdated now, right? All like the early stuff. So rather mm -hmm. than Aeon, where I'm exploring this empty, massive map, right, for like a while, uh, I think Terra did a great job of streamlining it. It's much, it's very quick to level, even with the quest and story. All the quests you can do, uh, there's no like trash quests, right? I actually did all my quests, and it got me from yeah. point A to point B. Each time, like I finished all my quests, I'm in the next node, right, where the quest givers are. I go from there, boom, 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 boom. The pacing, okay, it was quick, right? But I didn't feel like I was over-leveling my quests at any point. I think right. a great way to sum it up is to say, I want to be a completionist in a game, but I don't want to feel like I'm a completionist. Damn. I want the game to make me a completionist <laughs> without actually feeling like I am going out of my way mm -hmm. to take in all the content. Listen, and that's, listen. That seems like a very difficult well, thing. We, we play MMOs to show off our big dicks. All right. So, so if it means getting the max level quickest and getting the best gear quickest means I can show off my big dick well, quicker, I'm going to do the quickest way possible. That's a different right? mentality, right? Yeah. So when I play an MMO, I look at it as trying to absorb uh, the care and the details of this world that is supposed to exist. I want to be convinced that this is a place that's alive. And I know that's, you know, going beyond what they actually are. But yeah, um, I a whole new okay. ballpark right there. I don't want to get into that. I was well, curious, why not just play a one-player game then? Because those generally put more focus into that. Well, that's, a, that's again, I mean, that's going outside this discussion. That's a discussion about uh, the spontaneous interactions between people, and that's what makes MMO special, is that there's other people behind the NPC. But what I'm getting at is just that um, I want to feel forced, and I want to feel compelled to see every aspect of this world. If I'm going on an adventure, I want to make sure I take it in the entire adventure. I don't want to feel like I'm skipping con because an MMO is really like the hero's journey. You know, you're supposed to have it's supposed to not be easy, it's supposed to be tough. And then when you get and then also it makes getting to the end when you've done all this other stuff, when you have all this experience, when you have this quest log that's totally filled and check marks everywhere, it feels far more rewarding to me to sit max level. Then then the experience of leveling to me is just as valuable of an experience as completing endgame content. Because right. I think the rushed end game is what has kind of created this mentality, this min-max mentality of I'm going to take advantage of whatever situation arises to get there faster. And we, we don't take in the, 
the rest of the content. Okay, just before we move too far, I did want to <laughs> throw it out there. A more specific example that I've been than I've been giving, I definitely would not be doing what Omer is doing with Terra and using taking advantage of the PvP thing. And part of that is also the fall of the way that the PvP arena is designed. I didn't find it that engaging. It was you have four abilities, and it just felt like we were like it's throwing boring. our call it we, what it is. It's boring. It felt like we were throwing ourselves at each other until somebody just happened to like run around everyone else and put more damage on the mm -hmm. the main character i mean it didn't feel like there was anything going on in there and the the abilities were so they had such high cooldowns it felt like you couldn't really use them more than once it was like save it for a good play and kill maybe like one guy in the process it just it, it wasn't very engaging and i what definitely wouldn't be doing that, that. <laughs> okay even even if i was leveling really quickly and then the other thing is though i completely different discussion i feel like the whole leveling process making it streamlined as erhan put it kind of comes at the cost of making the world feel like it's literally nothing it's just in a space in which you're going through i mean they, they really cut out a lot of quests and it, it really did feel like i was just going through it for the sake of leveling rather than there was a world there uh, I agree with that. I agree with that complaint. But, but ultimately, before we move on, one quick thing. Uh, we saw how two older games handled it, whether it's Aeon and Terra. Uh, of the two, I felt more uh, engaged in Terra, and I could get to where I need to be the current content faster in Terra. That was my vote. Uh, Omar and Matt, I don't know how you two felt about that. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing my vote on Aeon only because I didn't feel like I could cheese my way to max level. I feel like I can cheese my way to max level in... Uh in Terra very quickly. Again, two okay. and a half hours, I'm level 37, and it requires uh, yeah. brainless, no effort for me. But I, I feel like, I like if it. you feel like you can cheese it, it just kind of makes everything feel pointless. It's kind of like right. this whole leveling process. Why are we at max however, level? <laughs> I want to emphasize, this is, we're, I'm talking strictly the, the progression. I mean, the gameplay is still fun, and you can just no, still we're talking, to do basically, it. We should do a better yes. job getting you to max level. Yes. To current content. Yeah. I think, Terra, you guys stay on. All right, fair enough. I have, I have a related question. Um, how do you guys feel about when they increase level caps? Like, do you guys, you guys like that? I feel like they have to. Down? I feel like they have to. They, in, a, in, a, in a level based game like this, I don't see a way around it, to be honest. You, you have to keep people engaged in a way that's different than grinding gear. If you just add more of a gear grind every single time, it's going to be like, but why? Why are you making me replace this stuff I spent six months getting? And it, I, I feel like it's necessary, too. But but when you add levels, you also make all the gear worthless. You know, as with any expansion, when this new high level gear comes out, with new high you know higher level requirements, all that level sixty gear is garbage in the sixty five gear. Like green from level sixty five or just common loot from sixty five is better than your raid gear from sixty. So you have that same issue still. It's all about perception, though. I mean, it's if you have levels, you're getting that new gear because it's not the right level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, if if you just introduce new gear that's better. You're just getting it because the developers decided that your old gear wasn't worth it. Should you do you have any like uh, insight on how you can handle that better? Maybe do you, do you like the higher level caps, or are you against that? Um, I don't like having to grind up again. But again, like I said, it, it it makes a lot of sense for them to do it, especially for newer players that are like entering the game because they don't want to have to grind through all the gear. It's actually like technically faster, mm -hmm. right? I don't know, Final Fantasy also did another thing where they added like that Crystal Tower, which is like a like a huge brainless raid, but it got you caught up in gear really quickly. Oh, that's I don't a like good that. idea. 
awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I haven't played Final Fantasy. I mean, I want to play it, but like every time I like sit down and I buy a time card and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play Final Fantasy. Like, but I have to level, and I'm like, nah, and then I don't play. <laughs> and with that, let's change gears to something. Uh, I think we've all played this week, and that'll be Pokemon Go. Is it Pokemon oh, time? Oh snap! I think it might be Pokemon time because uh, first of all. Has anyone play has anybody been playing something else besides Pokemon Go this week? Along with Pokemon Go? Yeah. Overwatch. Well, Overwatch is competitive. I haven't yeah. been playing Pokemon Go because my phone's broken, but I've been Ouch. in the car every now what and then. What kind of Pokemon like, Master? Get Pokemon you, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have it open and I'll actually be playing it in the car because she she wants me to while I'm in the passenger seat. So how amazing is uh this phenomenon? I'm I'm sure you've all read about and seen online just how big this has gotten uh, a quick number in three days or four days it's been out now it's made over 14 million dollars it's top in the charts top in downloads on mobile right now uh who okay we kind of saw this what? coming Wait. weeks ago hmm. you, you forgot the most impressive part out of all the things nintendo has done a mobile game made their stock go up like what 40 percent 40 percent in a single correct. day yep the stock the price of, and the funny thing is nintendo didn't even make this uh some Google, I mean, Google-owned company, Niantic. Formerly owned Google-owned company. No, they still own the majority, I think, or a portion of it. Uh, okay. Nintendo Maybe also owns a piece of Niantic in, in, as well. Yeah, so Nintendo and Google are co-owners of Niantic. And the Pokemon company, obviously, but yeah, they're yeah. not actually owned by Nintendo. So Nintendo has stubbornly refused to release a mobile game for a long time, and they've always been kind of hesitant. They just started dipping their toes in the water within the last year, and after such a long period of, like, the stock, Nintendo company going nowhere, stock going down. They release Pokemon Go, and within a couple days, they add it goes up like forty percent. So I mean, a company that's worth twelve billion dollars one day, after two days later, it's worth like twenty billion dollars. You know, so you know po- I don't think. Oh, good, sorry. Pokemon Go alone added like eight billion dollars of value to the Nintendo company. Like one game added that much value, which is insane. All right, so I don't yeah. think it's fair to completely attrib- attribute that to being mobile. Specifically, I think it's what? a lot of the no. Like, like, I, like for example, if, if 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 they were to just release like a like game on mobile, I don't think it would be as big as Pokemon. No, they've, because they've the already done they've already done that, and even a Pokemon game, Pokemon Shuffle, it didn't get as big. I okay. like Pokemon. I think the the thing that made this big is the whole interaction with the real world. Uh, can we explain? Can yes, we just give a brief synopsis of what it is, even though I know everyone knows it? All right, Sean, take inter- it away. Yeah. So Pokemon Go is a game on your phone. Basically, you have to have your GPS on. And when you log into Pokemon Go, it gives you an overlay of the world around you. So I have Pokemon Go open right now. I'm in my house. I have an avatar. I see my avatar in my house. And there is a blip being sent out, like a circular blip. And that's my GPS. And as I walk around my town, Pokemon will spawn randomly. It's as if the entire world is tall grass. And there are also, and so as I walk around my town, I find Pokemon. I can throw a Pokeball at them and catch them. There are also little hot spots on the map, normally parks, uh, police stations, libraries, churches. From there, you go to those hot spots, and that's where you can collect items. Also, um, <coughs> if lots of people are at these hot spots, you you may find more Pokemon, such as at a park. So the whole idea is, you know, collect Pokemon. Uh, you level them up by collecting more of the same type, and we can go into detail. Later, like all the thirty, the thirty Weedles and Pidgeys I have, 
<laughs> then you can take over gyms for your team. Uh, when you play Pokemon Go at level 5, you join one of uh, three teams. Basically red, blue, yellow, like the original Game Boy colors. Uh, minus yellow, which is later. But, uh, but it's all passive, right? There's no direct battles between players. And we can discuss maybe why that is later. Uh, but you, you basically take over gyms and then you put one of your Pokemon there to defend it. And the gyms get swapped back and forth between the different colors. Uh, so it's really interesting. It's basically augmented reality because when you hold up your phone, the, um, the phone's camera will pick up you know, what you're seeing and the Pokemon will kind of be in the real world through your phone's image. And then you catch it. You can turn that feature off, but it is really cool. It's really interesting. And it's basically this merging of, it's using the real world as the virtual world in a game. Uh, so it's almost as if this virtual data, it's it's basically layered on top of the real world. And that's augmented reality, essentially, if you've right. seen Somebody asked Microsoft's HoloLens. If, if, never, if they never played Pokemon, if they didn't get into Pokemon when they were younger, would they like this? And I think yeah, the answer I, is I yes. Think so. this is, yeah, I think it's a solid yes. I think, I think we're emphasizing the main key story here. This thing is a huge cultural phenomenon in America right now. Yes. So many people, everyone I know, literally, is playing this. Yep. Even people who never really got into Pokemon, people who aren't like super into like you know like the Japanese games or whatever, like that kind of cartoon stuff, uh, they're all over this. This is literally, uh, this is it. This is it, baby. Like if you go to the big all parks over today, Twitter, Reddit, everything. Walking down the street, I was looking, I was playing. People walking past us are like, "Oh, you gotta kick, go catch him! Yeah, go do it!" Like everyone knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. if you haven't, if you don't watch the news, uh, the last every single day since its release, it has at least taken up one slot on every major news program. Uh, and what I find really neat is that it is, you do have to get up and get out of your house. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk around your town and you collect eggs and you have to walk in order to hash the eggs or ride your bicycle, just like in the real game or in, in the game itself. So, um, and as I, I mean, I know Shu has plenty of stories, probably more interesting than mine, but you know, I was in a posh town for my cousin's birthday and, you know, I had it open, um, at the restaurant and I, and then we went and walked around the town afterwards. As I'm walking around, I see groups of people everywhere. They're all playing. We're all yelling at each other, you know, team blue, team red. It's all, you know, it, for fun, it's all jesting. But literally, shitty word, but everywhere I looked, there was at least one group of people together, all looking at their phones, holding them up like this. And they shouldn't be doing that because that's why there's accidents. But um, there are people everywhere. I was at the park today, and I put down a lure, which is an item in the game. And all of a sudden, I was the oldest guy there. I also had 30 kids. Show up and they're all at Holy the lure trying to catch Pokemon together. It was they're all on a bicycle too, like a bicycle gang, and they were all much younger, like half my age. Come on, go. Did you did you feel intimidated by those thirty kids? I felt intimidated that somebody who's older than me was going to think I uh, didn't have the best interests in mind because I am, <laughs> I am a bit older. But Pokemon turns twenty years old, so after twenty years, the Pokemon phenomenon is just as strong as ever. Str this is the strongest I think it's ever been. Yeah. Did this? Um, this okay, been like all, a lot of. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I wanted to point out that it's not just the gameplay, or the gameplay, yeah, or the fact that it brings the real world to the digital world, because there have been games that have done that, including Niantic's own um, Ingress. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I think that it really had the right combination with Pokemon. I think absolutely. Yeah. I think I you're. Agree. I think it wouldn't have been, happened without something that's no. as charming or as likable as Pokemon. Relatable. Po Pokemon is is pretty much everything I wanted Ingress to be because I've actually played a lot of Ingress and mm -hmm. like, mind, Pokemon it just doesn't have now. that charm. All right, guys, we have to go around the table real quick. Uh, for uh, I think everyone who has played Pokemon Go, just quick, what, what level is your trainer and what's your highest CP guy? 
just so we can get that out of the way, and then I want to share some. Everyone can share some stories if they have any. So right. I have a level eight and a half trainer only. I've been playing it pretty casually. <laughs> Every time I go out for a walk, I just I turn it on. I catch a Pokemon, and it actually makes me like, okay, I'm gonna go leave the house right now just to catch Pokemon. And I didn't think the game would make me do that, but it does. Eight and a half. Uh, I have a 325 CP uh, Pinsar. All right, okay. I got level eight only. I've got a f about I think 390 Machoke. Uh, that's my guy. That's it for me. Gumby, Sean, and Shim. I'm uh, on level 15. Whoa. I, um, I have not been increasing the power of my Pokemon. I'm kind of in farm mode right now. So I have a, a CP793 Electabuzz. And I know Shu's the Pokemon master. Shu, right? take it away. <laughs> I'm I'm almost, I'm like a pixel from 23. And the, the leveling um, curve goes up steeply after 20. Like it just takes you forever to level after mm. that. And... I mean, my current strongest is, uh, I'm going to round up to 1850. It's my strongest. Holy right. shit, 1850? Holy what, shit. What, 1850. Which Pokemon? Which Pokemon? Vaporeon. 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 All right. Nice. Oh, you get Eevees all over the place. I know. Yeah, I, I live in a Eevee Clefairy area. I live like on a, on a, like a mountainside, so like I get lots of Clefairies. So, Eevees. Uh, Sean shared a pretty interesting story. Shio, you you told me a story earlier on on Skype, and I think you should share that because that was pretty oh, funny. Oh man, I have plenty of good Pokemon Go story. All right, All right, drop us one. Probably one of, one of the best ones. Uh, this one actually happened like recently. It happened like last night. So there, uh, it was like two a.m. two a.m. ish. We'll just say two a.m. Mm -hmm. And then our gym was under attack, and so it was like really low already. It was like eighty-three HP. So we were like, shit. Uh, what what do we do? And like. What we did was, rather than go, because it's in a park, so you can't actually drive to the location because it's, like, in the middle of a park. Mm -hmm. But it's on top of a hill, like a, like a, like a mountainside, right? So at, at super late at night, me, 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 and, uh, me and my brother Loki, we, like, we parked down the street. We got out of the car. Rather than going through the park, we went up the hill, like, up the mountainside through the, the bushes, and we hid there, like, in the bushes. And the instant they, like, neutralized the point, we, like, threw a Pokemon in there, and then they got really mad. And then they started, like, attacking our point, and then we kept attacking them back. And they were like, where are these guys? Like, what the hell, right? <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, so after that, like, you know, we're like, okay, they stopped attacking us because they gave up, right? And then we're like, okay, we're going to go walk into the actual park and, like, look for Pokemon. Right? Drove the car back up. We parked the car. We got out of the car. And these two guys there, they're like, you know, these men, there's still a lot of people at the park, and that's late, right? Mm -hmm. These two guys, like, look at us, and they're like, I think it was them? And, and the other dude's like, nah, man, they just got here. Oh. <laughs> it was you all along. So how it long before a real-life fight breaks out over Pokemon? You know, Probably already I, happened. I, I, I carry a knife on me. What? I'm fucking around, dude. Oh, are you no, kidding? Shoot, shoot, you run fast with a knife. Oh, my God. You, you do. You run way faster with a knife. Okay. No, she does carry a knife. She's weird like that. Oh, 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 oh man. This is the best. This is another story. So we're sitting, um, it's again, it's like 3 a.m. Uh, we pull into this poker point, and there's like a guy like sitting there in the car. We pull into it, and then we, and he, he like pulls out, like, he takes the point, and he, he pulls away, right? And he, he drives mm. away. He, so he's driving like down the parking lot, and then he has to make like a loop to like get out, right? So he drives down, he makes a loop, and while he's doing this, <laughs> Me and Loki take out his point in, like, literally, like, one fight. Like, 15 seconds, right? We just take his point down. And so he drives down the street, and we just see him flip a U-turn and go right back into the parking lot. 
<laughs> and then he he's he and then I see him in his car. He's like sitting in his car, pulls his phone out, and he like looks at it, and he like he like just makes a disgusted face because like the Pokemon we put in there is like 1.8k. <laughs> so he just fucking like drives away. He just <laughs> drives away like so defeated. <laughs> he walked away defeated. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but it's it's really crazy. Like like just the amount of people that are still out like at insane hours. Like like you just get to meet a lot of people and like I'm pretty antisocial but like just being able to meet people and have like a common thing to talk about and like kind mm. of it is really neat like um I was telling Sean the other day that like there was this bridge like over a creek and it's in this park and it's like there was nobody there like literally nobody there and it was like it was like you know 2:30 a.m. right so me and my brother go out there cuz like you know there's a creek maybe we can catch some water pokemon there's a poke point on each side of the bridge right so we lure both Right? And we're like just sitting there like poke fishing, right? Like trying to get water Pokemon. And then like literally like within five minutes, like people show up. Five minutes later, people show up. And like eventually there was twenty people on this bridge just sitting between Holy these two poke points. And this was like at like two in the morning, right? And it was just me and my it started with just me and, and my brother, and now there's twenty people and everyone's like talking about Pokemon, like, hey man, what team are you on? Like, what you catching out here? You know, like like, mm-hmm. oh, th- I caught this like down the hill down the hill, and like everyone's just talking like strategy, like and then, and then the Bulbasaur spawned, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, Bulbasaur spawns!" So like everyone runs down to the Poke Point. Like twenty dudes just run down to the Poke Point, and then we catch the Bulbasaur. Everyone's shouting, like, like screaming, like, "Yeah, we got it!" And like, you know, sad people that didn't get it, but like, <laughs> like it's just insane that like this party just started on this bridge. And I can't even imagine if you're like a cop and you just see twenty dudes like standing like on this bridge that like. Is in the middle of nowhere. Like, why the hell? Like, what are they doing? Like, are, are they like like doing some kind some of gang violence? Shit? Like, some gang violence. <laughs> and, and then one of the guys, one of the guys actually said when we were on the bridge, he's like, you know, if these teams were actual gangs, we'd be shooting at each other from across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's safe to say that like one of the, the great thing about Pokemon Go isn't necessarily just the core gameplay. It's really just how it brings people together. And gets you to go explore like the collection elements and just seeing other people and being able to talk about a shared interest. Just having somebody else like there, like playing the same game as you and like just commenting, like, you know, just you gotta go keep catching the man and anything cool in the area. Just that interaction is just something we don't see in the real world. You know, you see it at home when you're sitting in front of your PC on Skype with your friends, but you don't see that while just walking outside. Like, this game really brings people together in a way that you just haven't seen before. Like, like. Like you know, you you know personally, like Omer, like how shy I am and how I'm really antisocial. But it's like, right. like I said, just like having like that glue of like, hey, we're all, yeah. you know, you know, we're all after the same common goal, sort of, like to catch rare Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. you can collaborate. Because another thing that I think was really interesting that this game did was they didn't release any documentation, like nothing. Yeah, that was weird. They didn't, you just they get didn't tell anybody. Exactly. There's no tutorial. There's no how to do anything. So if you want to learn, you have to ask people, right? And yeah. I found myself doing that a lot too. Like I saw a guy with like a, um, like you know, like a like a ghastly. I'm like, hey man, where'd you catch that? He's like, caught it at the church, like over there. Like you, you know, like you you learn where the Pokemon are by talking to other people, and then you pull your information that way. And mm-hmm. it's crazy, like like how they did that. I wonder if that's intentional. Uh, Smart decision. So okay, like I said earlier, this game is huge. It's making a lot of money, and uh, I'm sure people want to know: is it like pay to win or whatever? Uh, what exactly is for sale in the store? Uh, 
sure. I guess you can go into that in detail. You can buy, I know you can buy coins. Yeah, sure. And whatever. I, I can actually have the shop open. So, uh, Pokeballs are probably the main thing that you'll end up buying. Um, no, it's about. On. Nah, dude. I, eggs, I throw Pokeball. Bro. I throw. I mean, yes, yes, eggs. But I've bought more Pokeball packs than I. All right, fair enough. So po- Pokeballs are like you just throw them like Skittles, pretty much. So it's it's just like, like a two hundred Pokeball pack is uh like. These are at base values, of course, like eight dollars. Mm. And then uh, incense you can use to. Uh, what incense does is it spawns Pokemon just for you, if you have it on. It's a it's a attractant Pokemon attractant. There's lucky eggs which give you double EXP, a complete necess- necessity to be competitive at this game, I think. And uh, lures which are um, if you're at a Poke Point, you can drop a lure which attracts Pokemon for everybody at that point. So it's mm. like a AOE for your friends. And enemies type of a thing. Egg incubators you can also buy uh, when you're walking around with a Pokemon egg. Uh, they hatch just like in the game. You know, like it, it's funny because you actually see people like hatching eggs on a bike. It's like <laughs> the game is like for real now. Because I mean that's what you do in Pokemon games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's just bag upgrades and Pokemon storage upgrades. So I think it's it's fair to say though it's not pay to win. I think you can play the game no, it's pretty to, easily. It's free to play, pay to win. I'm gonna say it. No, it, okay, so the most, the biggest resource that you need for attacking people is actually potions, and you cannot buy them. Can you buy the do dust? You, do you need to upgrade your Pokemon? No. No, you, you cannot. Dust. So you get The dust. only thing you can buy is, is like, Pokeballs. XP boosting stuff, yeah. Pokeballs, and increasing your spawn rate of Pokemon. So, well, EXP boosting is what you can buy, right. but um, as far as, like, if you actually wanted to attack a gym, you're going to... Potions are your resource for that because your Pokemon, there is no Pokemon Center and they don't heal naturally. So you have you to use potions. You have to walk around. You yeah. have to have potions in order to assault a gym. And and you can't buy those at all. I see. Okay. I have yet to take a gym. so I, I And I will say this for everyone watching. Uh, it sounds really cool. It is really cool. It's, I'm having a lot of fun. It does start a little slow because I think the Pokemon that appear or the ones you can catch and like their power or whatever kind of scales with your level. Correct me if I'm wrong. It does. You're okay. Correct. It does. It so does, at yes. the beginning, I was like, "Oh, another Pidgey, another Rattata. Like, what is this?" But actually, there's there's something that that we can actually help with that, and I'll let Gumby take that because he knows what it is. Oh, in terms of leveling faster? No, in terms of finding Pokemon better, like uh, so, um, variety. So we talked about this item briefly. Uh, you're talking about the lore, right? And the amount of people in an area. Yeah. Okay, so basically, um, the way Pokemon spawn is it. It's dictated by the number of people in that area currently playing Pokemon Go. So oh. if, you've, if you've played and you look at your map, there are these little blue points on the map, blue squares, and those are, you know, those are places you go and you collect items from those points. There's an item called a lore. And when you put the lore down for a half hour, you'll get increased spawn rates of Pokemon. And what happens is people will look at their GPS and they'll see those lures going off. And if they all gather in the same spot, the spawn rate and variety of Pokemon also increases. So the more people in the same area, the more Pokemon that will spawn and the greater the variety. So you want to try and go to an area that's you know populated, that's popular, and you want to all be together. So it, the game actually forces everyone to come together in order to catch more Pokemon and, um, and, and get more variety. Because if you're by yourself, like I'm at my house right now, and I probably get one spawn per hour without an incense, and I have it on right now. It's extremely rare, and there's nobody around me but me playing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that is largely that is basically confirms that the more people playing in a given area, in, in a given immediate area, the bigger the variety and the quicker the spawn rates. 
But again, they don't tell you that. You gotta figure that yeah. out. Exactly. And honestly, for right, me, um, I'd say this is the first real. By real, I mean interesting mobile MMO because yes. it does so much different. It brings back that sense of discovery. Like again, like we don't. No one knew the stats. No one knew the rules. It was we had to discover. We had to work together. Talk about it. Uh, and I remember the old MMOs when we were growing up. No, there were no rule books. There were no guides. You just kind of had to. There were no maps. There was oh, no mini maps. Prove a strategy, yeah, man. Ragnarok was like that. Yeah, exactly. Guys, so here's my question. All right. Without many more system updates, with major systems being added, or any new content, do you think it's actually compelling in the long term? That's an um, interesting question. So one thing that's uh, interesting about Pokemon is that, unlike in the Game Boy um, incarnations of the game. One team of Pokemon will not do it for you. You need a lot of strong Pokemon, like like multiples of. Thank the God, Pokemon. that's good. So, so, and and not only that, you need multiples of weak Pokemon as well. Weak Pokemon are actually really important in this game. It's like something that you will that is not immediately intuitive. Like you, you're like, oh, this is a shitty like 100 whatever. I'll just dust it, right? But you don't want to do that. You want to have a collection. Like, I currently have like. Um, a 650 Pokemon on hand, like non-dusted, in my box. And the reason why I have that many is because they're for different purposes. You need attack teams, you need defense teams, right? When you're mm -hmm. attacking, you want a Pokemon that have the skill, because, oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, all the Pokemon have different skills amongst Pokemon. I don't know if you knew that. But, like, yeah. two Pokemon like that are the same species, the same level, will have completely different abilities. And so, for an attacker, you want uh, abilities that are like relatively the same as the type to make it easier for attacking, right? But when mm -hmm. you're defending, you want the attack type to be different because you want to throw off people that are attacking. Confuse attackers, yeah. Exactly. You want to mm -hmm. have like, for example, uh, we have a Tentacruel, Tentacruel, right? Who's a water type Pokemon, but he has poison type attack. So if you have a water type Pokemon and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to use a plant Pokemon to attack you, well, too bad I have super effective on you because I have oh. poison type attacks. Right? So there's like a whole mind game to like, you need to build separate teams for attacking and for defending and then you need a separate team of lower level pokemon for buffing gyms because you need um a variety in order to help buff your gym Should which is cool. um this whole confusing thing which we will explain in our column that we're gonna have right Gumby. that's right and we missed one thing um something that's very important to point out and unless you've fought a gym you won't realize this but this is not traditional pokemon so when you gauge no. in a battle in traditional Pokemon, you would, you know, press, you would just keep tapping A because you should have sorted your abilities with select to put the best one first. <laughs> uh, and you would pick from four abilities. Now, every Pokemon in shoe set has two abilities and they vary between the same Pokemon. So that's why you want to cultivate as many as you can. When yeah, you're in a battle. Alt, and an alt. Right. So it's active combat, right? So I'm in a battle mm -hmm. in a gym. Uh, it's my Pokemon. I'm bursting the Hypno. See, I have Blastoise. All, I just keep tapping, right? And as I tap, it's doing an attack. And I can actively dodge by swiping left and right. So it is an active combat system. And then I build up a special meter. So when I tap, it's doing my... When you look at your Pokemon, there's two attacks, one on top, one on bottom. When I tap, I'm doing the top attack. Say it's like Scratch, right? I build up a meter, which shows up under the underneath the uh, top left-hand corner. And when I build it all the way up, I can hold down. I can touch on the screen and hold it down. That does my special. Say it's Thunder. I hold down, it does Thunder. So, so I'm just tapping... And then I'm tapping, 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 and then I'm holding down. So, and I can dodge left and right. And dodging is you, not easy. You're gonna want to dodge like the enemy ult, like when you yeah, notice exactly. you notice the animation. But then you also have to time it because 
you don't want to ult while they're ulting, so then right. you'll you'll get auto hit by their ult because it's, the ult has a cast time, right? So it's action combat animation. skill based, is what I'm getting. Sorta, of, yeah. It's more it's about not super yeah. skill based, but yeah. uh, it's a lot. It's it's more of a knowledge game, I'd say, right, Gumby? Yeah, absolutely. Because right. keep in mind, uh, I've heard it said for some reason that types don't matter. They they freaking matter like a lot. <laughs> so you know, if I'm water and you're electric, I'm probably gonna lose, even if my CP is like. 200, 300 more than you, because types matter. Um, so, yeah, it matters a lot. And um, the co again, combat's not traditional, which is why I think this also will appeal to people maybe who weren't a fan of the Game Boy game, because it is like taking advantage of the way phones function, which is tap, 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 tap. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, again, combat's not the most engaging part, but uh, collection of all that. But yeah, that's how combat works. So, you know, it's not Pokemon. It's not traditional Pokemon. And some people see it as a criticism. I don't. I'm glad they've tried this new thing, and I actually do enjoy it because, again, it's about it's about you're basically a Pokemon breeder. Cultivate the Pokemon for the gyms, or have a big library of Pokemon to choose from, and then fight the gym. Uh, exactly. All right. When they're on trick shots, someone mentioned it in chat. You can throw Pokeballs. You can like spin the Pokeball when you throw the Pokemon at curves, so you get some bonus points and whatnot. But we can go into that in our column. Yeah. Uh, um, enough about like the details because you know we can sure. and we can read about that more. Uh, what are your th uh, Matt? I, I do think uh, the initial buzz might slow down, but the yes. good thing about Pokemon is there's so much content to be added that I think they're gonna. I mean, every game eventually, right, will slow down, right? But I think it's enough of, content to keep it going for a long time. Uh, speaking of which, I'll tell you, uh, there's a rumor right now um, that the expansions. So again, this is this is just people saying stuff. Um, apparently, someone from Niantic spoke with somebody and said that they're gearing up for December for Johto. Wow, it's pretty... this sounds like very under the... This seems like the, like the least credible rumor. Okay, apparently it, it, somebody it, from it, the Antic talked to somebody who okay, also but... like posted online. No, Come apparently, on. But here's apparently... my thing. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I, more Pokemon. More Pokemon. But, okay, so... And they're already adding training. Gearing up for Johto doesn't... Like, it's the real world. It's not like they're going to be adding a new continent. <laughs> no, Pokemon but they are expanding... They're expanding uh, the library of Pokemon. A trading is already confirmed. Whether or not we ever see player-to-player -player battles, I don't think is. Whoa, likely. a trading so, is confirned. Yeah, trade, yeah, trade, we have yeah, an article yeah, on yeah, If I find the rare ass meal, I'm, I'm selling that shit for thousands of dollars. Here we go, boys. <laughs> oh, but there's gonna be Pokemon dealers at the park, like in this shady like bathroom and stuff. So with more Pokemon <laughs> on the way, does here, here's the question. Is anybody else, like, okay if they never add the more recent Pokemon? Yes. I, I, I love the originals. Totally okay. I love the originals. No, if, we need to add... If they leave it, it's, like... I want ice Ruby cream and coat. Sapphire, right? Ruby and Sapphire, like third generation. I'll, I'll be, I'll be fine if they just leave it there. I, I don't <laughs> want the ice cream cone in the trash can. The trash the bag? Yeah. Yeah, and, and the keys. There's a literal keychain oh, yeah, with I keys on it. <laughs> No, you know what? I, I think they played it smart by only releasing the first 150. And I do think if they release updates, like I'm actually, if that rumor right. is true, I wouldn't be surprised because they're going to have to release updates somewhat frequently in order to keep the buzz going. I, I'm actually more curious to see where Pokemon Go is yes. at, you know, one month from a release. Yes, yes. If they add trading, do you think this will ever be an issue? Like you set up a lure, right? Yeah. And when, when when some kids come by, you just fucking swipe their phones and steal all their shit. You force trade all their stuff with you and you give their phone. Smartphones have already hey, been hey, stolen. Hey, say, get the fuck only, out of here afterwards. You can only do that if you shout Team Rocket, bitch. You yeah, yeah. And you shout Team Rocket, bitch! <laughs> like, what, what can that poor kid do? I said, like, you're, just, you're an older guy with, like, three friends. 
And at nighttime, you just mug their Pokemon. As you go to the police and say, "He stole my Pokemon." That's it. Are going to give a shit because it's their virtual goods. Like, but like, people are fanatically into Pokemon. That that can happen, and the consequences won't be real. Well, because... we will see. We will see shit like that. We'll see worse stuff than that happen and the, because and this is involving the, the role playing team Rocket. You know, the role play is part of the game. I, I don't think that. Uh... We can make it not happen based on what might happen, though, at the same time, because right. that's going to happen no matter how people can abuse it. And I mean, I, I don't want to go too morbid, but like, if it means killing know. somebody, stealing their phone, and trading it, I, I would believe it could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's just going to happen. Uh, also, or you can always trick the retards. Oh, go ahead. Here's a crazy thing this game is not even out yet in Europe or, yeah. or, or Japan. That, that's the part that surprised me. Um, yeah, okay. it's, only, it's, it's, a it's not like I'm going to be able to play with any of them. God. <laughs> but just think about this. Will I think this will be t- top game for a while? But just because of, as those regions come online for the first time, like this is gonna. Yeah, I completely agree. This is gonna be. This is the game of like. This is the story of the year, I think, in terms of gaming. Yes, I agree. Hundred so, percent. And, and so it's also weird to think it's the first Pokemon MMO. You know, we've been waiting for a Pokemon MMO forever. Who would have thought it would be such a non-traditional mobile game that would deliver us this experience? You guys realize it's only in, uh, just building on that, like you said, this is the Pokemon MMO. It's only in United States, Australia, and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get an international release. Yeah. And it's already making it. And how much did you say? How many, how many millions did it make? 14 million in three days. That's insane. Yep. $14 million in three days. And it's uh, not like the level of like, like, the game isn't milking you so bad the way games like Game of War and Clash of Clans and those like strategy games tend to. You can't just instantly pay for like max level the OP good, shit. Yeah. And in this game, I can yeah. play at my pace, right? No, you can yes. still you can you can pour as much as you want, right? And I, I think some people on this board probably have poured a lot. But the point is, I don't feel like I'm being attacked by people who pour more. Where in a game of war or something, right? Like my after the grace period, uh, I'm I'm just insta camped, right? Like I I can't I can't right, do anything. Dumpstered. I'm dumpstered in the game of war or whatever or Clash of Clans. Whereas here, if I want to pay for free with my friends. What other people are doing doesn't, doesn't affect me too much. With the gyms, it might, no, yeah. but I can still collect and have fun and hopefully eventually battle my friends. That'd be Because I need that. Because I think in a year from now, the, the paid up winners are going to be like, their CP is going to be so high that all the gyms are going to belong to them. So, well, that depends. There's a lot of gyms. There's a lot of gyms. Not only That's that. the team system. Mm-hmm. You can't solo a gym. You can't you can't solo defend a gym. It's very difficult because a person attacking a gym can use six Pokemon. And you can only have one Pokemon in the gym. So Correct. even between me and Loki, we only have two. Mm-hmm. And and you have to imagine like people are rolling up with like six of their friends attacking us with six Pokemon each, and we only have two. Right. Right. So it's like and it's really really difficult even with yeah even my one point eight five K Vaporeon. I mean you you think that's really strong. It it mm-hmm. just got taken out like just just an hour ago. I have to go d- go take it back. You know, it's, yeah, it's... nice. What I was trying to say is that the whole pay to win thing isn't going to matter because it's all down to the teams. I mean, it's all about interacting with other people, and it's it's going to yeah. come down to not who's paying the most, but who's cooperating the most to take out the other people. It's kind of yeah. like every other game like this. It's more about bringing people to work together than about one person paying to own everything mm-hmm. you, you guys want to know one thing i think is really interesting about this game it made me excited to go do shit that i normally would be really upset about doing so for example uh loki needed to get 
his his oil changed, right? And he was like, oh, I really need to get an oil change. And I'm like, fuck, sign me up. Get me into your car. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, then we went, and then we went, and we went, and then we're like, wait a minute. This post office. Come on. And 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 there it was, a Pokestop right on top of the oil change place. I lured that, and we I sat in there, and I was like, I don't care if this thing takes an hour. <laughs> You're a camp at Pokestop. Yeah, and my, and my mom's true. like, can, can you go? Uh, can you go check on on grandma's house? Because you know, my, my grandma moved to Japan, so she's mm-hmm. selling her house. But can you go check on it? Because, like, uh, we think they left the air conditioning on. And it's like, it's like eight cities away, right? But I'm like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go because there's probably some different Pokemon there that we don't have here. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's funny. Should I feel the same way? I, I get excited to do mundane things because I'm curious yeah. if Pokemon will be there. Okay, but here's the question: Can it make you excited to go to the DMV? Because nothing. I kind of am. Is it? A, is it? Is it a poker spot? Is it, is it a poker spot? If it's a poker spot, if it's a poker spot, you can lure. Then yes. All right. Somebody oh, asked about the chat. Uh, does this drain your ba- uh, your um, data? Not so much your data as your battery. This game your kills battery. your battery. I I bought uh, four battery packs. Yes, I have friends who've bought multiple battery packs. And it's a funny thing on Reddit, uh, if you go on like some of the subreddits, people posting pictures of their local Best Buys or whatever, the whole rack where they sell the external USB, uh, the external batteries are sold out. Like I can, um, I, I can recommended battery pack that a lot of English people. Uh, Let's check on Amazon. There's a, there's, a, there's a shit ton on there. Yeah, I bought one. I came in yeah, just but there's, now. there's a really good good one that all the ingress players use drop, drop in the article drop the drop link in the you put an article too in, so know. In, in, in the link with the amazon referral link <laughs> oh of course gotta get that five percent commission commission <laughs> <laughs> someone uh, asked if uh some restaurants are pokey spots and actually uh tonight in the news in my local news there was a restaurant that became a pokey spot because of a piece of art in the restaurant so what the guy who owns the restaurant did is he got the app and he just he constantly puts um, lures. The lures on the poke spot. So he has a his restaurant is completely full all the time now. Oh my god, that's so down. smart. That's They're amazing. All there. That is so genius. What's funny though is that um, so now that restaurants are learning about this, that this happens, and you know it's just kind of coincidental that this guy, because of ingress, has a poke spot. You know, every restaurant now is probably petitioning. Niantic to turn their restaurants into poke spots, and of course that can't happen because then it's a feed. Or, or it's pretty but... funny. Imagine like you're the landlord, right? And like uh-huh. one of the you put it on your like advertisement for lease space spot, <laughs> is yeah. a poke spot, right? Perfect for a restaurant. That's or a gym. real thing. That's a real thing. Hold on, let me let me let me post it. I sent it to someone recently. It's like your rent is worth like thirty percent more because the poke stop <laughs> guaranteed to boost, boost business. That's a great way for yeah, the the, 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 the monetization options that this company has now with this are so immense. Whether it's rare Pokemon in a certain spot, Poke Stops, uh, gyms, you know, like there's so much they can. Charge and because of that, company. they don't have they don't have to soak players because they can monetize yeah. like from from business owners and stuff that they don't have to you know milk the players which is good yeah i'm gonna post it in the chat guys yeah that picture up what is Let's this check this out it's a house for sale and it's a community located between two pokemon gyms and has eight pokemon within, within walking distance that's hilarious within <laughs> the description that is hilarious it's like imagine your realtor just saying oh by the way there's uh there's a there's a eight pokestops within walking distance and like that's <laughs> I think this game. Check out this one. Check out, check out this one, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty great. Pokemon are for paying customers only. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> no free loading oh at Dairy God. Queen. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Did you guys see that um, some some bars are um, they have a thing where there's a there's a gym on top of the bar and players of the same color that the gym is get discounts. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So like people are like constantly fighting for the the gym, so they get discounts. I think this is the Pokemon beginning of a much more flourishing in this whole AR kind of mobile MMO space. Like I can, I was talking to my brother about this, and maybe she, can, I can get perspective on Matt. Uh, you know all those like Game of War kind of games. Imagine yeah. they're based like in the real world, like AR. Like so, in your hometown of let's say Fairview, whatever your home, I'm just making up a town. You know, you can kind of build forts and upgrade them, and like make a clan with your other people in your town, attack the town next door, uh, fight their fort or whatever. So there's so much opportunity to kind of mesh. We should make that. Right. <laughs> they make so much money. It would make a lot of money, I think. Uh, and it, you have the same spiel. You could have locations like the local park could be like a wood, a lumber yard, right? Like, and you got to fight over it. <laughs> yeah. So because I think I'll, I was also pointing out that like if you think about it, when you play Game of War, when you play Clash of Clans, like that medieval background, the medieval backdrop, it literally means nothing to you. Like, who gives a shit about the medieval background? That's just like nonsense. But if it was an AR world, like. All of a sudden, you start caring about like, oh, he he owns that Dunkin' Donuts over there. He owns that Starbucks. You know, it's like your town. All of a sudden, you actually care. Yeah, and that could that would yep. make people want to play and too. Like, the best, like they're like like they're controlling like the, the the top guild in the world that controls like the Statue of Liberty gets like plus fifty uh, inspiration or yeah. something for their government. I don't know. <laughs> and guilds can work together to own yeah. entire like cities. You know, you yeah. own Manhattan. All of a sudden, you get all these bonuses and stuff. It's like yeah. like a risk. Like board Wall Street like, plus fifty gold per second. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, and it would be pretty easy to imagine a game where, like, it has, like, the Game of War and the Clash of Clans built on the AR. Like, you could feasibly imagine how that could work, too. And this is going to open the door to a lot of that. I want to point out, since I came back just in time, The Walking Dead announced an augmented reality game today. Uh, basically, it's going to take place, I think, so far in Georgia. So I guess it's really a test at first. But you'll go around collecting geocaching points within, you know, at spots that were in the show. So really, any big franchise, I think, can can feed off of the augmented reality craze that I feel coming. They can try it, but will they be able to make yeah. it? Will they be successful? That's a good question. Yeah, every major franchise can take advantage of it, just like Lord of the Rings can take advantage of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> augmented reality right there. Well, actually, I mean, you did mention uh, Lord of the Rings. True. I think we, we, we have something worth mentioning about that that's off the Pokemon Go. Uh, let's let's get off Pokemon Go anyway. We got to get off Pokemon Go for a bit because this is the MOs.com podcast. And I'm sure we'll return to it a bit in the, the overtime as well. But uh, Matt did mention Lord of the Rings online, and it is worth mentioning. I, I, in fact, I'm going to let Alta have the floor because he actually called this. Oh, baby. So, ahead, I called it. All right. So about, uh, I don't know, late last year, uh, it was kind of obvious to anyone uh, looking that Turbine... Uh, which is which was really a pioneering studio in the MMORPG space with Asheron's Call back in 1999, um, that kind of stuff. They are now going to be transitioning um, uh, to a mobile game studio. Uh, transitioning, short word for being sliced and diced into one. <laughs> uh, That's a very nice way of putting it. Transitioning, think, uh, you know. You didn't mention the best part, Erhan. Uh, Erhan wrote part? an editorial back in... Let's see the exact date here, because we had talked about this a while ago. Back in September 2015, before we used banners on our editorials, he wrote an editorial titled, Is Turbine Running Out of Steam? And Erhan made the prediction. It's right here for all to see. No, no, I mentioned. Uh, I think I mentioned that briefly. I didn't uh, hear you say that. I just heard you jump to back then, and then you wait, said... Wait, he, he made the specific prediction, prediction that it was going to go to a yeah, I think mobile so. studio? Yes. Okay. Well, here's my thing. 
They're owned by Warner Brothers, aren't they? Yes. Yes, they are now. Okay, so basically, they're not doing well. Their games clearly aren't doing as good as they used to. They're owned by a major studio. They don't want to get rid of the company entirely because they have brand and, um, of course, employees. So what do they do? They make it a mobile company because mobile's big right now. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, uh, it was a very easy prediction to make. I'm not taking any credit. If you go on their homepage, uh, their we're hiring section, despite running like four full-fledged MMR, PC MRPGs, the only positions they were hiring for were mobile concept, mobile game design, mobile like Android programmer. You know, like, like it was like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder, you know, which way the sands are blowing here. <laughs> so I mean, there were layoffs there too. I mean, a lot of employees were let go at the Lord of the Rings and DDO people, but for the guys that still play those games. Uh, they did say they they will keep running them, but it's very clear that you know the the running is on the wall. These games will shut down. Probably, I'm going to say no more than a year is my guess. A year or year well, and a half. Again, they didn't say they're going to shut down. They're going to keep them running. Yep. But it's clear the trend, you know, where they're going. The Lord of the Rings uh, 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 license for the MMORPG is going to be up for renewal. I think la late la next year, 2017. So, and at that mm -hmm. point. I have a difficult time believing that the Tolkien estate is gonna is gonna you know be generous with their terms, and I don't think Turbine or Warner Brothers is making enough money off the game to kind of justify another ten year commit. So but do you gonna... think they might want to just secure that license for a mobile oh, wait, game? Maybe. Well, maybe it's been ten years since Lord of the Rings launched, and next year, damn. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check that right now too because it feels like it's been it has not been that long but yeah april 24th 2007 so yes we are what we are the old hell? it's been Damn. about 10 years since lower the reason line launched but uh the turbine is not dead uh it's not dead but it's it's living on a name only at this point to be honest i think uh you know it's they already have a office with computers in them you know so they're like well mrpgs are doing so hot mobile's hot let's just you know replace the people with mobile developers and just keep the name going, which is fine. That happens all the time, I think. Um, mm -hmm. So that is I in store. Don't... No. I just want to know what they're doing, like, as a mobile studio. Are they going to see a Sharon's Call mobile happening? No, they're actually working, no on, way. A, they're working on a companion mobile game for the Batman series. You know, the, the, the city? What does that even mean? You know that Batman something city? Ark oh, Arkham? Oh. Arkham City, yeah. I think I linked a video. It's not an app, like a game, like an actual. Here, I'm game. playing it on stream. Uh, it's in that my editorial towards the end as well. Uh, uh, it's basically Batman Arkham Underworld gameplay trailer. Oh, by the way, it looks awful. I, th I don't think Turbine can transition because it's it's a roots are in a different. I hate using this word transition. It always makes you think the whole gender thing. Oh <laughs> I don't my know god. Why. Turbine can't transition, guys. They're not taking the appropriate hormone therapy. <laughs> they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm playing the, some gameplay from their like first mobile game. Uh, it kind of looks lame, in my opinion. I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they can do something yeah. better than this. I mean, Lord of the Rings Online will also probably be suffering the same fate because it's under the Turbine banner. Uh, again, mean, it's it's still going, you, but... yeah. Do you mean Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, Dungeons & Dragons. Well, derp. Yeah, Dungeons & Dragons Online. I mean, there's always Neverwinter, too, but I mean, a lot of people are still invested in Dungeons & Dragons Online. And do you guys think we'll have another Lord of the Rings like MMORPG going forward if Lord of the Rings Online shuts down? No, we're gonna get no. a strategy game, mobile strategy game. We that could make a lot of money. That could make a lot of money. A mobile strategy game like Clash of Clans, but with a very recognizable franchise like Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure we already have that. Do, do we really? Is there already one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is one. Lord of the Rings strategy mobile. 
I be, uh, well, why haven't I heard of this? Hi, I'm back. Welcome God, back, Shu. I'm pretty sure we have one though, but um, I'm not. No, I can't find it. I gotta hold on. I I really liked the idea of the original Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. You know, Middle Earth Online. Have you ever looked at that uh, Perpetual Studios one? I think. Was this like right before now. Lord of the Rings Online came out? Yeah. But EA was doing was... it or something. It. I don't remember. Hold on, Middle Earth Online. Yeah, I think MMORPG.com has a page for it. There's this YouTube video on it. It, it looks quite old. No, it was like a, I don't think it ever came out. It was no, like a, the concept. The, it never came out. The concept. Yeah. Is it coming 2004? Wow, it's an old. Yeah, I, I think this is too old to be relevant today. And uh, no, I'm just saying. Mm. I think I would have rather had that based on the concept. That's all I was saying. Mm. The older games were more ambitious. We talked about that quite a bit because it was going for a sandbox, you know, experience. But rest in peace, that one. But really, you guys don't think we're going to see another Lord of the Rings? What about a Lord of the Rings movie? Because again, you, what's this, what's her name? Uh, the, there's a new Harry Potter like book coming out. Even after she said she was done, it's gross, can get, dude. Can we can we get another Lord of the Rings? Like obviously the guy the guy is dead, right? The guy is wrote Tolkien it. Yeah, Tolkien alive? is dead. Okay, like can't this estate who has the rights just write a new book? They've been doing that for going? a while. The son is like, I found a new drawer full of my dad's notes. Uh, this is a secret uh, works. Really? Yeah. A whole, there's a whole. There's like a. There must be a dozen uh, post. Tolkien's well, no, no, death no. books. There aren't novels though. What Tolkien did was at the end of the end of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, he basically spent all his time building this world, mm -hmm. and he he had it's all notes. It's not a story. It's right. no characters. Right. He mm -hmm. he basically created this world, and some of that was compiled into the Similarian. Is, Boom! Uh, I found uh, it. Not just Similarian, Sean. I'm talking. There's a dozen other books after. No, that. no, I understand, but yeah. that that's one of the ones that was. Mm -hmm. That's the most famous one that's published yeah, yeah. after Lord of the Rings yeah. and The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. There's like an entire uh, like room filled of notes expanding Middle Earth. The thing so is, there's no how many of those are actual notes? Plot. That's my best my theory. It's like conspiracy theory. I think every time the son what? needs money, he's like, oh, I found another drawer full of notes. <laughs> All right, so Matt also did find the Lord of the Rings mobile strategy game, and it looks to be pretty popular with 224,000 plus reviews on here. So it's making money. No, it's just a... All right, well, there it is. But do you think we'll have another Lord of the Rings movie? Uh, I don't think there will be one. I really hope see not. The future. As far as I understand, the, the Tolkien estate is reluctant to sign any more further rights over. So until maybe a new generation or, you know, whoever is, you know... Whoever uh, wants to make money. Yeah, I, got it. Against I got it. Gummy, Gummy, I'm calling it. There's going to be no new Lord of the Rings movie within the next two years. New Lord of the Rings movie with teenagers. Teen Titans. Two years? Two years. They'll announce it. That's a bullshit. No. no. I don't see that happening. I, I, I think it's done for. Frodo is going back to high school, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, because listen, like, it, it's a money in thing. In a world. <laughs> yeah. In a world where magic mushrooms make you a kid again. I understand it's a money it's thing, like but they don't, they don't need to milk the Lord of the Rings franchise to make money. You can just bust out more Marvel movies. No, or DC, well, not DC movies, but... Uh, or, or you could just re-release them on Blu-ray again. They've done that already, though. So many times. No, I can. Okay, again. Imagine, like, so uh, Sauron throws Frodo and the gang and the Fellowship of the Ring gang into a time portal, and they're all high schoolers again. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Well, so I'm just looking here. Uh, I think the Tolkien estate is reluctant to sign over rights because they don't feel they made enough money off the movies. They actually sued 
the production company uh, because they did they felt they did not get their share of the profit. Um, I mean, that's that's always been an issue with movies and revenue share. I mean, I think the guy who did the who played Darth Vader in the original in a Star Wars series, which he got one, paid the voice z- or the guy? I think the voice. Then, he said he one of them. He got he said he got no money from the movie because according to their accounting, the movie didn't make any money. He was he was promised like a set percentage of all the profits, but there was apparently no profits the way they did the accounting. So he's like, I'm still waiting for my check, but it never came. It was the guy who played Did Vader himself, not the voice. Yeah, okay, the guy was, yeah he got nothing. It sounds no like it was just a way to screw a guy who they only saw for like five seconds out of money. Yeah, the guy got boned. All right, guys. I know I mentioned it, but this is I'm playing the uh, Turbine Careers page right now. And this has been this way before this announcement, right? This was like this for like a year. A featured mm-hmm. position, senior Android engineer, all open positions, animator, mobile. Senior mobile game platform engineer, senior Android <laughs> engineer, senior mobile engineer. I was like, what's the difference? I don't know, but all I know is none of these look like people that are going to be working on Lord of the Rings Online, Dungeons and Dragons Online, or any future MMORPG. So it's kind of an easy call. When I hear now, senior they're, they're mobile all gonna engineer, be doing it. they're all going to be taking them um, to mobile. Every one of them. When they use the word senior, I just think of really old dude. Obviously, that's not what it means. It means experienced, but like. It's just like a grandpa that's working on game development. He's a senior designer, right? Sounds like a good idea for a good TV show. <laughs> Dude, America should just give us all bullshit MMOs titles. Like, what? <laughs> all right, sure. You're 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 a chief creative visionary, and I like it. <laughs> and, and 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 mental therapist. All right, that's, that's all right. Mental therapist. Okay, just had to throw that in there. He's I'm a putting that on my card, guys. I'm putting that on my card. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what can, what can you be? What can you be? You're going to be our uh, our chief coordination and tactical officer. Along... <laughs> oh, great. I'm what that means and responsibilities that come with it, I don't know. But you're also <laughs> going to be the chief, the, the senior. Uh, wow. It's not going well. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're tapped out, tapped out. I, was, I got stuck yeah, on I got it. Here. Can I be the uh, chief innovation architect? Architect. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, build, I build innovation. You're building my, a greater future with words. My business card should be Omar Altai, Arch- the architect. Is that architect? It's the architect. Wow. All right. That's it. I the like architect. It. I like it. I want to be the guy. All right, guys. About this next podcast, we're all going to introduce ourselves with a short blurb of our title and the description of our title. Okay. Right. Whoever has the stu- craziest like one wins, okay? Don't forget. I already don't forget. got it. It's right here. Sean, the senior lead oh, head programmer. All three I have a business card. Oh, wow. Genius. Have brain. We'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> why is like a, but, why is this hairy beast holding it? It's Wiley Coyote. Oh. All right, guys. I want to seize this for a moment, and I want to talk about a topic which we have not returned to in a while. I mean, we what said all roads lead to Ragnarok, correct? But However... They have not led to Ragnarok in quite some time, and I do think we should mention this because Altai linked me this RMORPG thread about Ragnarok Online, which I thought was really fascinating. Hey, I thought I linked it. Is it the the V? Uh, I didn't hear you got cut off. Shoot, it was the one about the. It's called Ragnarok Online. Had one of the worst design quests in the history of oh, gaming. Oh, never mind. So Altai, you want to explain it? Okay, I thought it was really. So when really I saw good. this on Reddit, it reminded me of basically old school MMORPG questing. Um, Again, like I was we were talking about with Go, there's no, there was no set guide necessarily. Nobody really knew what they were doing. We were stumbling along, figuring things out together. 
And in Ragnarok Online, there was a quest. It was called the it was a sign quest. I don't know if anyone played it and maybe they're aware of it. Uh, in order to complete this quest, it takes one millions of in-game currency. Uh, it takes a whole about a day, about a good part of a day to complete. You got to be well geared, uh, and there are multiple steps that cannot be repeated. If you mess one up, that character cannot complete that quest ever, ever. <laughs> so you must you have to do it all over. You pick a new character and try again. Uh, and some classic of the, Ragnarok. And some classic. Of the, some of the fail conditions are very, very. Uh, Unintuitive. Okay, so if you click the wrong exit and you leave a room, like halfway through the quest, that's it. You you messed up. There's no way to do it over. You're done. Make a new character. Get get to like level yeah. seven. You got you got to start it again. If you click the wrong NPC during a boss fight, choose the wrong dialogue option with no indication that it was the wrong option. <laughs> um, so if you get DC'd at yeah. all, mm-hmm. it's over. But during one Ouch. of these events, so, this sounds like a this sounds like a ten year old child making an RPG major game. But this is a game that we all... It, it's pretty awful, right? And, and the way the guy uh, describes it is like... Imagine somebody coming up to you on the street and going, Hey, chocolate or strawberry? And if you pick strawberry, they stab you to death. Also, <laughs> if you have to cough or sneeze before you answer, that automat- that also results in getting stabbed. But you don't know any of this while it's happening. You're punished for doing the wrong things without actually knowing it was the wrong thing. I mean, the one saving grace of this, one, it added kind of like... Oh, uh, it added like a myth to the game. The people who completed this, the guilds who completed this, had something that a casual would never have. And as a casual, I never even knew about this quest when I played. Did you guys? I didn't know about this quest either. So, so Wait, when, is it new though? Because there weren't that many quests back. Uh, if it's that insane, what do you get for it? What do you get for it? For that particular quest, I don't remember, but there's other crazy quests that you get god tier items for. See, I played private You get servers, Lucifer's so, you know. Lament and The Sign, which I guess are presumably oh. very powerful items. Lucifer's Lament. That sounds pretty well, bad. That sounds like something Sephiroth would be wielding. If it, if it sounds like something that was made by Satan himself, you know, of course, it's super powerful. I remember somebody was arguing, like, how great the PvP balance was in Ragnarok Online, because he's like, oh, like, everything what the fuck? But then I'm like, what? do you not remember how broken some of the MVP cards were? Remember the Golden Thief card? cards? Like, you're a mage? Good luck. You're I got the Golden done. Thief golden card. It's all immune to magic damage, right? And CCs and everything. It just instantly nullifies magic users. <laughs> That's real fair. <coughs> Great. I mean, but it was always what I liked about Ragnarok and the cards was even though like the cards were such a low drop, like 0.01% chance to drop. Like the cards were just so god tier. Like if you knew somebody that had the the like some of the MVP cards, like they had an enormously big dick. Like you, they were respected on the whole server, or just like revered on the whole server. Dude, even like the Ghost Ring card was freaking OP. Mm-hmm. I used to farm that. I used we, to get the we, Archer cards too for the crit. But again, we did it on private servers. I think you you played on the official server, didn't you, Shu, for a while? Yup. Yeah, you're did you ride, like, max level did. Or close to max uh, level? I was 97, but I was an archer. Hmm. Like, I wasn't a hunter, I was an archer. Uh, I want to read another line <laughs> from this quest. So there were four quests like this. They were called the seal quest. Or, or the different quest, my bad. This, this, that was a sign quest. There's also a seal quest. When all four were completed, one godlike item could be created. Not for the guild, no. One for the whole server. So guild masters wow. had to literally run to the right NPC to be the first one there. Otherwise, another guild might finish their godlike item instead. <laughs> so there were one go, unique yeah, item is yeah, cool. Server unique items. Um, you do all That's these crazy. quests. These these kind of multi-day quests to get them. 
And speaking of these like unintuitive quests, I mean, we do like praise a lot of older games, but like stuff like this is just often very poorly done. Like just being able to mess up a quest without knowing why was always an issue. I know I played the original EverQuest. I, there was one quest I ran into, right? Where it was like, a, you had to be a tax collector, right? You, so your job was you had this box, you had to collect 12 coins from 12 different NPCs. But when you go to the NPC, you, you click H to say hail. So you say hail NPC, and then there's a few chat prompts. And like you ask them for them to, their tax money, right? And like the first two give it to you. The third guy says, I'm not giving it to you. Get the hell out of here. It's like, what do you do at that point, right? Like I'm like, okay, this guy's not giving this tax money. My quest is I have to like, I have to collect this tax. So like I attack him right in town and the guards one shot me like, okay, so you can't attack him to get the tax money. How else can you do it? Like, so I went from a distance, like I casted a spell, and, like blew him up before the guards got to me and I died. Right. But then I killed him and I, and then I looted him. And I got the tax money that way. I'm sure there was another way to do it. Right. But like, that was the way I did it. And the fourth guy, yeah. And on the, on the fourth quest, like it was so weird how you did it. And like, once you like demand that he pays taxes after like ten attempts, like you would just lose so much car, like so much reputation, like because he really didn't want to pay his taxes or something. But at the end, once you get all of them, like the reward was nothing. Like, you got like enough experience of killing one snake outside town. It was like the stupidest quest that I stressed over forever to to finish, and I finally did. I got nothing for it. It was a complete waste of time. But like more importantly, it was just not well designed. You never knew what you had to do to finish the quest. Uh, so a lot of these old <coughs> games. Right who could had really awful quests. I'm showing the EverQuest on stream, and this is the game. First 3D MRPG my brother and I played. I mean, look at these sick graphics, guys. You guys are spoiled today. <laughs> All right. I wear. And the funny on thing. The this is the new interface, by the way. These are yeah. like the upgrades. Oh, yeah. This, this, it looked worse than this, if you can believe it. Also, uh, honestly, despite the look, this felt more immersive to me than like, like WoW even, right? Uh, obviously, part of that was it's my first 3D MRPG, so. Yeah, Did you just play Pristin Tail? I... Nope. I've I, heard of it. I played it briefly. I played it very little, briefly, but not. I never got into it. Sure, you were you were you a Pristin Tail kind of gal? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I tried to install it and I didn't know how. It was like classic. I mean, to imagine, like, like back then, dude, it was like, hey, man, you want the good shit? I got Ragnarok burned on a CD. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, hey, good old days of... Uh... Yeah, right? It was like, it was like, oh, Omer oh, has a Ragnarok burn on a CD, man. He has a CD burner. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> that, guy, that, guy, that guy's awesome. I'm going to hang out with him to get those CDs. I, mean, I, I remember right? storing a lot of data on CDs and, like, DVDs. Like, now you, there's no reason to own, a, like, a CD burner or even, like, the blank media. Dude, you I just had buy a, a USB stick drive. for like a dollar, five dollars. I had a zip drive, okay. Oh, damn. That's impressive. <laughs> it was like one step above the floppy drive. I was like, how much did those I, zip I drives used, hold? I uh, 100, 100 megabytes. That's like 80 <laughs> floppy disks right there, boys. It, it, I, I, I used to store all my, my Pokemon sprites on there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's, that's looking at old quests. So despite our, you know... We complain about newer games sometimes, but I feel like quests have got have, have gotten a lot better in MRPGs. Even if like even when you have the quest hub system, like the quests just work, all right? Okay, it's just better than I have one complaint. Then. I have one complaint. We're pretty spoiled. We went too much in another direction. Like EverQuest and uh, Ragnarok and stuff had too few quests that were too arcane, obscure. Now we have too many quests that are really, literally brain dead. I don't even have to read. Like just by like the nature of like the the way I clicked it, right? I know that I just got a right click here. You know, like. I don't have to think. Yeah. I don't have to read it at all. Like even like it, it's literally one paragraph, 
I, st- I don't even have to read that. So how is that a but quest the, at that point? The issue is 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 we we want that we because we're from that era, so we want kind of that old feel to it. But if someone were to do that, like uh, no one would play their game. I'm not saying go back to this. I'm just saying like imagine like in a game, there's like two or three long quests in each zone, and then those mm-hmm. quests take you to all around the zone, and you come back to hand them in when you're done. And when you hand them in, you're done with that zone. You can, you're, you're you're powerful enough to go to the next zone, rather than eight quests here and then like down the road is another mini town with another 12 quests and then down is down the you know uh road is another place with eight quests that's just too much i think the the problem with those questions though is that say you're playing with a friend they have to be playing with you for the entire quest another like with the way current quests Mm -hmm. are like in a zone like if you kind of play the head of your friend he can like still play and do your quest he doesn't have to like do all the prerequisite quests you know Mm -hmm. Um, that's my design point of view. Fair enough. Fair hmm. enough. That's old old games questing. Speaking of old games, new beginnings. Uh, Evolve this week. I know you did a video for it. <laughs> Evolve went free to play. I guess the combat dead before daylight. It's the same concept. Four v one monster kind of game. So explain the difference between the two. I have not played Dead by Daylight, so I can't explain There's the a complete difference between the two. Right, so basically, you go ahead, Matt. Dead go by ahead. Daylight, what happens is you can't actually fight the bad guy directly. What you have to do is you have to like power up generators, and I don't remember. I haven't actually played it. I've just watched mm-hmm. a few people play it. So um, you power up like generators and stuff, and then something happens, and you have to escape. So you don't actually directly fight. You just run around, and your friends get attacked by the guy and carried over to like hooks and they like slowly die by getting put on a hook twice or something and if everyone dies the killer wins stuff like that and you can hide in like closets and stuff like that and just hide around and it's it's a little bit randomized and stuff um evolve you're actively hunting the monster and trying to kill it you're, you, mm-hmm. It's it's a completely different thing. You're, so is the monster the victim, things. or like is he still stronger than you? It it's he it's starts off victim. weak and he gets there, There's no victim. Oh. There's no victim in Evolve. I see what you mean. No. So it's about equal, like four v one equality. It's yeah. Okay. Four v one equality. That that's interesting. And also, it's very interesting the way you guys said that. So the monster starts off weak and gets stronger. He's, right? Yeah, he gets he's got three stages. I'm, I mean. So he's you know, a lot of those old games, like, yeah, those Warcraft. Well, games? you can't you can fight early if you play really well right off ah, the bat. You can fair. still kill everyone. That's fair. But the way, yeah, but, no, but, it, it, but the way that works, man, I'm pretty sure is it works. The monster knows how to play, and none of the hunters know how to play. But the way it's set up, I think you, if you, your optimal play, if all, everybody knows how to play and everyone's really good, is to get to stage two and three before you fight. That seems to be what well optimal. What but it, it's yeah. always possible to kill yeah. people right off the bat. Like, if they take out your medic right off the bat, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. I, was I mean, quick... the, the story here is that the game, I mean, had 100 concurrent players, like, the month before it went free-to-play in June. And then all of a sudden, they, they, they relaunched this free-to-play game, and it bounced to over 50,000 players, like, a couple days later. Mm-hmm. I linked the Steam charts. It's about 12,000 playing right now. 24-hour peak is still 44,600. So, I mean, the free-to-play, it really breathed a new life to the game. Whether it'll maintain that player base or not is a different story, but, it, I mean... They were getting a hundred players average. I mean, that was it was not enough to find players to play the so, game. So more, more importantly, so this is free now. I'm getting kind of like a Left 4 Dead 
kind of vibe from it. Is this a fun game to just jump in and play if you're looking for something to kill some time with? I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I don't see the Left 4 Dead thing, but yeah. it's funny you say that because it's made by the same people. Is it really? But, I, yeah. I didn't mean by the gameplay because I haven't played it, but just like the yeah. vibe, like the design vibe, like the, the graphic vibe and stuff. Yeah, but it's made by the same people. But it is—it's something you can jump in and play just a little bit. Matches mm -hmm. take about fifteen to twenty minutes, at most. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a really short match is going to take like ten minutes. I mean, a really long match is going to take maybe half an hour. It's easy to jump in and out of. It's just—it um, can sometimes feel like it's a little tedious because of the whole setup process. It's kind of like playing a MOBA that the monster has to like really build itself up in a good match and everybody else has to chase him down and fight him and it can feel like it's taken a long time but it really doesn't it right. sounds pretty fun we should try it together. i think it'd be a good party game because we got five people right here one of us is we the can't monster. do five people if they didn't change anything killing q is like four really so much it's, yeah it's to ensure it's a to ensure fairness because you can't be on the same team as the monster no, wait, wait. Can't, you can't, like wait, a lobby can't game you or just, something? Can't you just do a lobby game? Yeah, like a... Like I don't a think they have lobby games. I think it's That's... only matchmaking. All right. I didn't, I didn't look. That, that, that can't be real, that you can't play with your friends. That's... You can. With up to four. No, but, like, the fact that you can't do, like, a pre-made lobby of, like, one of us is the monster. Yeah, that is kind of strange. We'll have to that, see. That, that uh, would be... You, oh, just... there are custom games, according to chat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so other, otherwise, I'd say it's, like, the single dumbest design decision I've ever heard in my life. I'd be pretty mad. I wanted to make a quick I, comparison. Maybe some of our viewers and you guys in here have something to say about that. Usually in these kind of games where the monsters are uh, outnumbered, and my experience yeah. with those kind of games comes from Warcraft 3 and Starcraft, whether it's like uh, you know, Cat and Mouse, Island Defense, uh, where you know they have one monster and like eight or more players, and they're all super weak, like one shot weak, and they got to work together to beat him. But in this game... Mm -hmm. It's the monster that start, starts out weak and then just gradually Yeah, not stronger. super weak. Not super weak. He's right. he's just, you know, not his optimal state. Right. Well, you know, the slope is this way, not this way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I thought I think that's really interesting. I don't know if that I don't know if that regi you know, register with anyone else, but I like that. Also, I mean, what makes the game kind of cool too is I think this is worth mentioning here is that there's like four roles. Uh f five roles? Four roles. Uh you support five if you include monster. If you include the monster. You just get support, <laughs> medic, assault, and hunt and uh, tra hunter or tracker, and the thing is like besides you think this okay, they, and, and they, they each have like a few abilities, right? But the cool thing is each role has six characters, and each character is actually completely different. They, they have different weapon, different abilities, so that adds a lot of variety to the game too. Of course, there's only one unlock per role for free, and you got you, you can you can unlock the rest by playing mm -hmm. or buying, but you can, you can do it for free, which is nice. But there's enough variety to keep you coming back for a while. Interesting. Multiple monsters too. Man, one monster. You got like I didn't see how many different monsters there were, but there's at least like probably probably six as well. So each monster has to be played against differently too. That's pretty cool. I do want to try mm -hmm. it now. I think, but the game I think it's gonna be the most fun when like all players aren't really that great. But if if you play a game where everybody really knows how to play, I feel like you kind of lose the charm of the four v one. No, you're right. This this gives me a total vibe of like a Warcraft three yeah. custom map where it's fun if you just goof yeah. off for a while. But then you got people that min max it. Like anyone else here play Vampirism on War Three? No, no. Okay, oh, that's a very obscure one. Okay, so I, anyway, I one guy's a vampire. There's like twelve players, and the vampire gets stronger by killing people. One, if if I wasn't really quick on the ball and like doing things properly, my own teammates would vote kick me because I was a burden. And if the vampire killed me, he'd be stronger for them <laughs> against them. 
So I could never learn the game because I just get kicked. <laughs> so min-maxing <laughs> ruins this kind of game for me. This is a casual. You play it for a while. It's not com you know. It's not going to go be the next esport, but. Well, uh, well, it's not only that. Like, think about it. Since it's like we would be all new to it, it'll be like such a rush. Like, yeah. we'll be shouting and stuff. I think it'd be great as yeah. a, a five-player in this. You know, for us to play together because nobody knows what's going on. We're just goofing off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so no, no playing, Alte. What? I, I already played it, so I, I know, I know how it works, but I won't, I won't play anymore. I already anymore, played so. a decent amount of it. It's too late. Darn. I already right, know well, how it works. Alright, you can be the monster. Alright, then, then you're the monster. I've never played the monster either, so I don't know how the right, monster works. Kill yet. Matt. Kill Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm so down for this, Matt. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matt. Alright, next anyway. up. I love you, bro. <laughs> I got that. I got, I got a piece of news here. Totally not related. Maybe it's related to EverQuest and Asher's Call. So, Asher's Call, 1999. One of the first Western games. Uh, potentially shutting down now because Turbine is going to get pooped mm -hmm. on. Uh, there's another game. It's even older. It's called Barum in Korea. Here in the West, it's known as Nexus Kingdom of the Winds. And this game's been up since 1997? Seven or six. Yeah, one of those. And I hear there's some sick graphics right 96. here. 96. This game 96. is celebrating its 20th anniversary. So 96, yeah. I, I should have known that by the by the title. Uh, <laughs> so, here's a fun fact. Omar and I actually played this. Omar and I actually subscribed to this. We paid. We paid money. We paid money for multiple months to play this. Wow. We, 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 we had two accounts. You know, we couldn't share an account. We each had to be able to play, you know? Yeah. And this but game I mean, this game was a pioneer and it's still going. That's the, it's going it's still going in the West and it's still going in Korea. Which Lineage One is not even going here, right? Despite being strong in yeah. Korea. So this is a real trooper. Um so this one's a real trooper, I think. Um, I remember we grinded. Your interactive is stubborn. Yeah, and, and the guys that made the game, Carrier Interactive, they actually split off from Nexon. So like they were I guess one company at one point. And then the guys that made uh, Nexus, like they split apart from Nexon, and Nexon made split apart. Because when you launch the game, you still see the Nexon logo, even though Nexon is not really a part of it anymore. But I feel like the part that went with Nexon, and the guys that stuck over there, got the better end of the deal. Because Carrier Interactive has like a handful of games that are not popular and tiny, whereas Nexon is a multi billion dollar Korean gaming juggernaut. So I feel like they, they got the raw end of the, the deal. And it is one of the longest running. And one of the oldest. It is in the oldest MRPG list we have on the site. It's a cute looking game. I never played it. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, the interface is far too arcane and like counterintuitive to get into now. Um, and I, there's no way they're gonna fix it right at this point. But all right, guys, guys, look at those graphics. I want, I want honest opinion from Matt, Sean, and Erhan. Okay. For me. What game looks like graphically superior or like better? Uh, would you say Lineage One, or what you're seeing right there, Nexus. Uh, Nexus. Well, that's not fair. Have to think about this it. is this is this is upgraded engine. Remember? Oh, you're right. When we yeah. played, it didn't look like this. I'll show you what ours looked like. No, Nexus. They stylized it a lot better. The, but this is the new version. Remember? Uh, do, you, do you remember? What the, yeah. Is there any video for the old I'm one? I'm gonna try looking for it. All right. Because Watch, I think a, a game record. like this will look better. You couldn't record your video on your computer back in 1996. What the <laughs> heck? Come on, yeah, man. you probably couldn't do it very well. <laughs> but the beauty is that when you have a game that's like flat and 2D like this, a game like this will age better than. Well, then again, wasn't Lineage was also kind of like that flat? That, that, yeah. um, the flat 2D thing isn't a fair comment because Wind Waker exists. Okay, that's true. Wind Waker does look. Wind Waker looks surprisingly good even today. 
It's because they stylized it amazingly. But it's easier to stylize a 2D game to look, you know, ageless or at least, you know, look decent years from now than a 3D game. For the most part. Obviously, you have exceptions like Wind Waker. Okay, Man, so yeah, here's a screenshot of the older of the older visuals in this game. It still looks better. I think this is more like when we played. So it still looks better than uh, Lineage 1? Oh, what do you guys think? Omar and I can't vote. I I'm can waiting vote. on it to come up. Okay. I'm waiting for it to come up too. Okay, now it looks much older, yeah, but... I still, uh, the characters look more distinct. I can like see what's going on better. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and defend Lineage 1. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and it's mainly because Lineage 1 is stylized similarly to Diablo, right? Mm -hmm. And the way it's laid out. So I'm probably biased that way. But uh, I, I actually enjoyed the aesthetic of Lineage 1. To me, this, it is, you know, I, I mean, I know we said unfair to call it 2D, right? But this, this has its charm, but I'm going to feel more connected to a world like Lineage 1. Or whatever, and I mean, this is just. A I think you're right, uh, Sean. I think I, I think you're right. For a new player, I, I know we had a hard time with lineage, but we played it for like literally an hour, right? And none of us played it before that much. I think mm -hmm. if you play an equal amount of time, you will you will understand lineage before you understand this game. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. The quests were not intuitive here too, if I remember correctly. Like all these. Uh, Nothing was, was intuitive was in this game. Yeah. Nothing was intuitive of any of these old games. <laughs> yeah. Man, Speaking of old games, uh, I did, unless we have anything else to say about Nexus here, anyone? Nope. Nope. So, um, you know, Ultima Online, old Ultima is also not intuitive. And speaking of Ultima, if you haven't heard, the creator, or one of the creators of Ultima Online, the face, if you would, Richard Garriott, also known as Lord British, a egotistical name that matches the personality. Oh, like, kind of like Lord Altai. Kind of like Lord Altai. A man after my own <laughs> spirit. He decided to sell his blood in a reliquary, and if you don't know what a reliquary is, it's a device or a chamber used to hold a holy artifact. So Can essentially Richard Garriott right. is Call saying himself. that his blood is holy. Uh, and he sold it on eBay for, uh, I believe it was $6,000 a pop. No, one of them was thirty-three. One of them was $33,000? Yeah. Okay, well, I hope he gave a lot of blood. Uh, the idea was uh, to generate monies for Shred of the Avatar. That I don't believe. What it really was was a wonderful marketing stunt because everyone across the internet reported on this. Shred of the Avatar, if you don't know, is uh, Richard Garriott's newest project. It's been in pre-alpha early access since November 2014. The reviews, after a Kickstarter that raised $2 million, reviews on Steam have not been kind. This is one of those games that has been in limbo for quite a while. So I'm curious, my guess is Gary decided to do this to generate some buzz and that there must be an update on the horizon. I, mean, I actually... do think he wants to raise money too, though, to pay for the you think thirty? You no, think no. Richard Garrett needs to raise $30,000? No, I think the public, he's using the publicity from this to hopefully get more Kickstarter or more crowdfunding money from the site. That's possible, yeah. yeah. That, I don't think, that I, I'm more likely to believe. Yeah, I don't 30, think he actually think he's going to sell this. Also, I, I don't think... He did like, sell some of them. Some blood. They're, they're he did. Gone. He sold his blood. They were removed so from eBay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were removed from eBay, but you can still buy them on the site. Yeah, and some of Star Long's blood sold too. <laughs> All right, guys, we're starting an MMOs.com blood drive. I will sell my blood. Who wants to pay me? You know what? I ain't no, I ain't no Richard Garriott level uh, OG. All right, so uh, 500, 500 bucks. All right, 
I'll put a, yeah. I'll put a small vial and send it to you, all right? Five hundred bucks. Disgusting. Shoot, shoot. What, what, what to sell blood? Anybody want to buy? Any takers? Actually, Pass. you know, you, you can do that in real life. There's like places you can sell your plasma, right? Isn't that just blood? And and, and your sperm. Sperm. And your sperm. So one first you go donate plasma, then you go whack off and donate your sperm. My my semen is not my royal semen is not for sale. All right. My, oh. come, you I, I you gotta come here and hair, earn it. Right? <laughs> come here and earn it. <laughs> <laughs> the royal semen. Oh my god. So okay, Lord like, British, just so for an update, they did sell out of the six thousand dollar package and the eight thousand dollar package apparently. There is still an eleven, twelve, and thirteen thousand dollar package available for sale. Uh, Dark, sure. you're right. Darkstar did also sell all sold out of the six thousand dollar blood. And this uh, is what you buy. It's not hard stream, to but... sell out of one package, but uh... is was it just one item per? I, thought I don't it was know. Remote I don't know. Because there were no five idea. of the uh, of these on eBay, all for six thousand. I, I don't know. I, I was joking. It's a small number. Whatever. I'm showing it is. a picture of the actual thing you buy when you buy his blood. Uh, yeah, it it is re really weird looking. Like I what, I don't know. I don't really see the po point. It's of this. done by an artist named. Oh, I didn't see. It's Steve Brudniak. He does uh, quite a bit of interesting art. I actually think it's pretty cool. It's kind of like um, surrealist gothic. But those are those are interesting words. So the real question is, so did he pay that guy more than these are worth? <laughs> he that pays like seven thousand dollars to That's make a the good art. That's a question. I gotta say. Or these are just there to cover the cost of what it was to make them. It's a good point. Wait, how is this one art? I'm looking at his page. One just looks like a toolkit. Uh, art is in the eyes of the beholder these days. So this guy's literally selling some old tools. He's calling it art. Yeah. See, I, I, art is more about selling the person looking at it on your vision than it is making something that is worth looking at. True. I do think some of these are interesting. Others I could pass on. You know, I'm actually a big fan of art. I want to show you my favorite piece of art. Oh boy! Uh, this is not the fine Japanese art, but you know what? I'm gonna go and link it to you over here. All right? Uh, you going to show this on the stream? Should I drop it in here? So this is a piece called "Mirror Blood Red" by an excellent artist. <laughs> it involves a lot of effort here. Oh wow. boy! It sold for 1.3 million dollars. You know, this is just—I don't know how he how he came up with this. This is just—I think I, it was inspired I, by MS Paint. The bucket, <laughs> the bucket is a—I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what a <laughs> remarkable piece of art. I mean, how do you like look at the intricacies? Look at the line segments. All right, look at the look at the perspectives. Right? We we just we as normal peasants cannot understand why this go, this sold for. No, I know why. I know why we don't know. We don't know because we need to go drink some wine. Uh, oh, yes. Let's go drink some wine. I'm we'll always come after back that. Come back, wine. Yeah. Where do I sign up? <laughs> you know, and then, and then like the we'll know. Wine. They'll just <laughs> pop out to us, you know, like the true art, you know. But That's it's literally a paint bucket. What is that? He took a, he took the paint bucket tool and paint, and then he's this. Why is this a million dollars? One point three. Get your get your gallery your your, your gallery. You get, wine. I mean, I do get I get the artwork. Okay, but like uh, one last there. one last piece of art I got to show, all right? But like, take a look at this one. Show that one is sold for like a hundred million. I know this one sold for forty-three million. Okay, that's it. And honestly, look, given that this is like infinitely more complex than the last one we just saw, at least oh, at least it's got like, two like parts. Of it's, no, it's got one thing splitting between in the middle. All right? <laughs> at least like there's something happening here. But like, forty-three million dollars, what the What's hell? The let me find it. Oh my god. Dude, dude we're, we're clearly in the wrong profession. No, no. 
you, we gotta what we do is we gotta, we gotta make we gotta make art that looks deep but it's not right <laughs> like, no this was 43 million right <laughs> yeah no no okay so we're gonna go down we're gonna go down the whole list all right so this is the first one it's a million we got 1.5 oh it's the triangle obviously it's worth 1.6 we're going to go all the way to the bottom. We're going to the bottom, boys. Morocco is famous understand. for these. Oh my god. This one's, guys, this is a big one. $105 million for this. Woo! What a... At least it's big. Where is it at? Where? I dropped the link in podcast. You'll see it. I'll link the exact one I'm... Uh, no, no, these, these are real. Uh, Woozy 101. I was oh, actually... there you go. I brought this up with Altai like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm looking at these, and I actually Googled the names, and you can confirm that they did sell for what, what's listed on here. So, yeah, oh, these are crap, remarkable. Dude. I mean, clearly we're just uneducated swine that we can't appreciate yeah, good We art. should go back to playing our games, you know? Clearly, we don't... Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll stick to MMOs, because we don't understand this. People, I bet these are the same people who say games are an art, but this is art. <laughs> My favorite on that list is Blue Fool by Christopher Wool. And it just says literally in blue text, fool. Okay, he spells out the word fool. And he sells it to you for $5 million and you pay for it. <laughs> of course you're a fool. When he buys it, there's a fool on it. I think, I think we're done That's for the week. That's fucking meta, uh, dude. We're talking about art still. Uh, unless you guys want to cover some other stuff real quick. Oh, here's a nice MMO-related piece of news, boys. Stand on, all right. Okay. Hearthstone. Um, a lot of people think it's pay to win. Because you got to buy the packs, unless you want to grind forever, right? Who's mm -hmm. heard this from someone? Yeah, I've heard it. I've argued that it's not, but nobody but believes listen, me. listen, listen, listen. This guy made a new account in Hearthstone, right? And in three days, with a new free-to-play account without spending any money, he got to legendary. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that proves it's legend. wrong. It's legend. So he got the top tier yeah, rank on a free account in three days. I think that, without pain, I was baffled yep. by that. Like that is impressive. That that shows this game is skill. Like there's obviously in each individual game, anything can happen. Luck, yeah. yeah. So he played his score at the end when he got to legend was 138 to 45 uh, to, to 75. So 138 to 75 was his score. So to about 200 <laughs> games and he got legend. So I said he was boosted. Yeah, yeah. He was dual Q boosted, right? In one v one Hearthstone. No, I've I've long told people that I Hearthstone is not you know pay to win, but people keep insisting it is. Because it's a card game, and inherently you think a card game to get the cards you got to pay. And obviously, having more cards is an advantage. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is skill, and you can't buy skill. Isn't Hearthstone yeah. like super random now, and like not based on skill basically at all? It, no, no this is new. This is just came out June 29, twenty sixteen. Any single game has RNG elements, as it, as does any card game. No, right? but I heard some cards. That, yeah, I heard that Hearthstone has gone like super random. When? Like since when? Since like earlier this year. No, this is from June 2016. This this this, yeah, this, this guy has proved that even like. Remember, this, man, read this article. As a, as a no, man, I um I heard that too. I knew someone who used to compete in Hearthstone, and he said that. And uh, what I think happens is people who just like they kind of they don't win the tournament. And they feel that they got they were unjustly always been kicked RNG out. Based. Are the ones yeah. claiming that it's all RNG? Honestly, and, I've added this. I've added this article to my like bookmark, my main bookmark folder, because so many people I know are like Hearthstone is really bad of win. True. So I can link him this and say Stufu <laughs> now. So exactly. That, so I suggest everyone else do that too. But anyone who didn't think Hearthstone was RNG based before, like, do you not like? Did you not read the cards? Like, you hit random targets for random like amounts. Like, it's always been RNG based. So you seeing new cards with RNG elements should not be a surprise. Okay. So one guy oh, asks, yeah. and it's a valid point he brings up. Uh, you have to pay the first time to get all the cards to learn the knowledge, right? And I agree that makes it easier. 
True. But, but you don't have to. You can watch streams. You can read the card list online. Like, you don't have mm -hmm. to. Like, yes, it's, it's like, that's how people learn usually, right? By doing rather than studying, I guess. But you could also mm -hmm. theoretically study. You could watch this guy, for example, plays 200 games. You know? He actually linked his deck, and his deck is, uh, he doesn't have a, I don't think he has a single epic card. He's he, got some rare he streamed almost the that's whole it. thing. He streamed the whole thing. He's got like six <laughs> two-hour streams. So he's, you can watch um, him going at it. It's good. He did it with a very simple deck, you know, and mm -hmm. clearly everyone, has, everyone, everyone is bitching about pay to wins. You have to um, get good. Did you guys see the new Overwatch show? Someone mentioned Something it. Something I wanted to bring it. up. Yep. All right, link it. It's not out yeah. yet, though. It's in the public test, not in the official servers, right? I'm actually not sure I if it does sound correct. Yes, it sounds correct. She's like a, a sniper support. She is a sniper healer. Her name is Anna Amari. She's Farah's mom. She is Farah's mother, which is kind of neat. Oh. You know, so it's milf. Funny. milf time, boys. Milf time. Uh, basically, she's going to heal players from afar, uh, which I thought I think is such a cool concept as a sniper because I've never, I mean, it's... I've never seen anything like that. It's uh, not just that it's from afar, it's that it's with the literal sniper With rifle. a literal sniper, yeah. I've and already it seen works some funny exactly comments. like it, and it's like... Yep. It better heal a lot per shot, that's all I'm saying. It does it Does it <laughs> damage lot. per shot, like enemies? Is it like multiple yeah. Per? Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, you, you know like in a... Um, I don't know, maybe you don't know that, but like in Icarus, you have these abilities that if you target an enemy, it'll hurt. And if you target an ally, it'll heal instead. And this is the same thing. Yeah, but the act of, like, shooting the bullet at them, I think, makes it really cool. Yeah, but it's based on who you hit. Okay, can I also just mention about this piece of news here? I think Blizzard did a great job with their website. Uh, like, look, if you look at that, if you look at this website, guys, that announces this hero. I think this is a really well-done website. Like, I just wish that I'm every single could make those I just videos love the UI. at the top. I, I, I wish the videos were less blurry, like the one at the top, but that's not something that's going to happen. So you, know, you got yeah, a video playing on the top, you, got, you, got, you see your skills, you scroll down, you see your little avatar, boom, boom, boom. Really good teaser page, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see like these kind of pages every time there's a content update for a game. Like It'll always be like the, the upcoming you know, Aeon update page, and you'll see all the new features and stuff. But Blizzard obviously <laughs> does it better. Yeah, I <laughs> like the Blizzard. Overwatch bar, how it like fades into the top and gets rid of the battle.net bar. Oh, no, it's nice, but I feel like MMOs.com does, does it a little bit better, right, oh, guys? Of course, That's of how course. I feel. Of course. I feel like all the authors on MMOs.com are just incredibly handsome gentlemen and an incredibly uh, classy lady as well. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. I, I can't wait to try her out. Uh, right. a fun the story. complaint has been that another sniper class, really? That's like the one thing I've heard. No, she's supported. Yeah, no, I understand. There's only two. There's like two there's snipers. Two. This is the All right, but so now we're three, three of like what the, the like oh, the twelve no, characters. Oh no, three snipers. snipers. Okay. All right, I mean, I'm just saying. A friend mentioned I mean, to me that Hanzo. she she is the Hanzo of support, like burden, like you know, two. Yeah, two... Hanzo's a burden. Yeah. No one plays. I yell at you for playing Hanzo. When you see Hanzo, when I see a Hanzo, I yell at him. Hanzos are are. The game Why is Hanzo so bad? Like, he's, not. he's not. He just shut up. He's not. I think people what it like is pitching. is people who choose to play Hanzo. Okay, here's here's the issue with Hanzo. It's not actually Hanzo himself. It's like people yeah. who only play Reaper. People who only who play Hanzo a lot of times they only play Hanzo, and in competitive it's really annoying if they're not really good because you know it's all about team comp. 
So it's more about the personality that's attracted to play Hanzo. I mean, there are really, I've seen amazing Hanzos, but... I can explain very simply why Hanzo gets all the blame. I, I understand the gamer psychology. Here's what it is. Here's, here, I'm laying it down right now, okay? After you, uh, imagine like you just got wiped at a point, an objective, right? Yeah. And, you, and, and then you, while you're dead, you see the fucking Hanzo. He's still alive. He's shooting his stupid arrows, right? He's, he's shooting those stupid ass arrows. He keeps missing, right? Because if, if, if he wasn't missing, you would have gotten the objective, right? <laughs> oh, of course. If he didn't die. If he died with you, nobody would blame him. But the fact that he survived and you didn't, and he kept missing his arrows, you're going to blame him. I love, I love the passion. He's a sniper. He's a, Widowmaker's like the sniper. You can accept that Widowmaker's like, cause a cliche sniper, right? Character. I feel no. like, I feel like. <laughs> Hanzo is just—he's still alive when you're not. What gives him the right? right? Oh, um, um, I feel like I feel like this hate is coming from somewhere deep down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that—that is the—that is the psychology beyond it. I'm telling you, that's the reason people hate Hanzo. Uh, Omer knows from experience. I'm gonna lean more towards Sean. See, I think the kind of person who's drawn to Hanzo is the kind of player who is has has never has in his life will never try support, right? And he won't care what the team is doing. He won't. The, None of that will affect him. I blue screen, by the way. Okay, so my brother blue screened real quick. All the passion just leaked out and like fr <laughs> fried, his, fried his computer. So he'll be coming back in a few minutes. <laughs> Guys, are, are we are we like over time? Um, probably. Not yet. No. Okay. Um. So yeah, we covered. Oh, also, funny thing. So oh. This character is only playable on the beta, public test realm, right? And there was a five-hour queue to log in today. And I know people who sat there and waited and got in. To just, really? to try to, just to try I didn't to... even bother installing it. Yeah. Damn. I'll wait. Yeah, so I, I just want to throw this out there because it's kind of interesting that it took this long after uh, the other one. So I know, I know Football Manager is huge, like fucking huge. And a new, um, yeah, indie, uh football management MMO just came out and it is definitively not pay to win because it is a subscription game for $6 a month but I know that uh, it's huge really in Europe especially and for our European guys that might be watching there's um, if you're into the football management thing there, there's an MMO now that does it and it seems to do it pretty well I've heard it's pretty good have you guys ever played any of these kind of games I, I could never really Get into them. Management personally. games? No, no, yeah, yeah. Management generally and like the sports, I guess, specifically. Yeah, I've played Football Manager and mm -hmm. I've played Franchise Hockey Manager and I tried the new uh, East Side Hockey Manager. I've played a few of them. They're pretty cool. You don't have to like sports to get into them. I mean, mm -hmm. it helps, obviously, if you have a passion for them and want to build your team out of the real players that actually are in there. But this is the first time that like they, they really have a world where you have real players that you can sign and you have to compete with other actual players for their contracts and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of cool. It is cool. All right, we're like back, that. boys. Sorry about that. The boys are back. The boys are back. Yeah. But, ugh, Hanzo! <laughs> Stop, you're going to make your computer blue Full screen. Circle. <laughs> the computer felt all my salt and crashed me. Exactly. I wanted to stop you from raging too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can always throw some passion at the Hanzo hate. But I, I, I'm not the guy to blame. Usually when we lose a game, like, I, I'm, I'm rarely blaming people. I'm actually going to go ahead there. and blame Omer, even though we rarely play together. And I'm going to blame him because I know what he does. He picks one hero, Soldier 76, and refuses to change. Whoa, Am I correct? We, we need hey man, Soldier, you. you can have Soldier on any team, okay? No, I know. Soldier's, Soldier's going to Soldier's great. Alright, Sean, real talk. 
What's your rank? Real Go. talk. Uh, 52. 53. Wow. That's all right, guys, deserved. we all have to play more, then we'll see. You know, it's too early. What's I'm yours? 50, but I barely played. You're 50? Yeah, I barely uh, played, though. The pro well, well, I'm going to say shoot. season one just doesn't count. Sure, what's your rank? I'm going to say season two is when the, the boys will be separated from the, from the men. Sure, what's your rank? Sure, what's your rank? Girls. Wow, she doesn't want to talk about it. Oh. What's up? What's your rank? What's your rank? Sorry. My rank? Oh, it's it's crap right now. It's bad. So am I, doesn't want to am talk I the, about it. I am I the resident. About it. I am sad. the Overwatch pro. There is no way you are the Overwatch pro. I have really played, but every single time that you guys mention this, I'm like, I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna beat their rank in one night. <laughs> that's, what, that's happened with me. <laughs> everyone, possible. Everyone thought I was gonna get a shit of rank. I got fifty. I think I got fifty-four. I just ranked down a few times. Right, again, I barely play. If I, I, I gotta play more. I maybe like, I just finished my placement. I play like two games afterwards, and that's it. I haven't played any. Guys, I play more on video. You guys are you guys are too busy, you know, playing Overwatch. I'm too busy doing real things, affecting the real world, playing Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Since Pokemon, I have really played limited Overwatch. I played today actually, mm -hmm. and that was that's been about it. Just one game. We killed, but we wrecked it. It was nice, but. Um, All right, yeah. I got a random piece of news. Uh, this is a this is a Debbie Downer news, I guess. Trio Savior uh, was one of the biggest games. A lot of people were looking oh, forward to. Oh, it's a big one. In Korea, they are now doing server mergers, and you know the, you know the taboo with server mergers. It's the sign of, you know, things not a good sign. Not a good sign. Not a good I, sign. I called it. Just it. Uh, it, it tanks. It. it tanked in Korea, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't overstate that enough. Like people were pissed about the price of items in game and stuff like that. I mean, it tanked. Wait, in Korea, they were complaining. Yeah, you know it's bad when they're complaining in Korea or Japan because they didn't want to pay thirty five dollars for a haircut, which I don't blame them because I can get a haircut for half that price in real life. Ha! Yeah, I paid fifteen for my haircut. Yeah, because you guys are Don't speak. You know how much girl haircuts cost? Girl haircuts cost way more. Okay. My haircut was free. All right, and and it was done by the best barber and most handsome barber in the world, myself. Nice. <laughs> Don't worry, sure, I'll cut your hair if you need me. Uh, but I only have one style. It's called in, in, the old buzzer. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Wow, she was turning down my offer of hospitality. <laughs> I'm good. Guys, that that twenty year old game I showed earlier, uh, Nexus King of the Winds. Yes. It's. I think that's still doing better in Korea than True Saviors right now. So no when way. do you guys think? Do you guys think True Saviors is gonna die? Uh, that's that's a little premature to say. It it's. I mean, put it's dying. Way. It's failing right now, but I don't think it's fair to. You know. I always think of this, right? Devillion is still up. Devillion currently has 84 players with a 136 30 day average. And but I still think it launched earlier this year. It's too soon to shut it down. So you can't I'm use it as saying, a defense. No, I do think it's a valid defense. It means, you know, it's if Devillion like five is still years old. Up, right. But it's Devillion only been up for like, what, four months? Five well, that's, months? What that's, that's what I'm getting at is right. that, is that, well, Devillion, I think, has been out. It's been out longer in Korea than Trio Savior, correct? Is it still running in Korea, though? That's a good question. But that's a whole well, different... No, it I, shut I, down I, in Korea because um, the publisher mind. transitioned to mobile. And they I guess, I guess I'm they, were, they were supposed to pick it back up. Some Like, the original developers are a different person. I don't think they've done that yet. Yeah, Trio Savior's not going to dive. It's just, it's more of, it's just been kind of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. I think so, too, yeah. And I mean, the issue was really all... I mean, it was the server issue. They shut down for how long? Two weeks? 
They weren't allowing new players to play? Yeah, like a month. No, it was almost, almost a month. Yeah, almost it was, a it was, month. It was longer than two weeks. I mean, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Dude, On you remember people... Yeah, go ahead, Shia. I was listening. Remember people telling me that I I wasn't high enough level. You know what I was talking about when I said Chief Samuel was dying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no Stradamus. I also no think that uh, Tree of Savior, the, the leveling curve was awful. <laughs> like, who wants to go through that? Where it speeds up and slows down like that. Oh, where you would have quests and then you have to grind a few levels to get back to the quest. No, I mean, like, the leveling curve. They, it literally it was would speed like, up and slow down, yeah. yeah and it's yeah, how it, she told us that, too. Oh. Yeah. There was, a, was, there was an image of weird. it. It was basically, like, a bunch of triangles all the way across it. Like... <laughs> Yeah. It would go. It would go up slowly, and then it would like drop straight back down, and then it would go up slowly, and then it would drop straight back down. And I'm just like, who wants to go through that That's uneven so piece of crap? It's 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 like um it's like mood swings in the game. You're like, oh, this is great, this is great. Like, oh shit, this is taking too long to level, and oh god, really? And uh, <laughs> the the I guess the unperformance, the bad performance of True Savior in Korea at Toe Market does not bode well. For an upcoming game here in the West called Bless Bless Online. Bless is also. I think that's unrelated. I, I don't know. It's it's literally tanking. Well. It's tanking in Korea. Uh, it's not right. really. I, I yeah. don't think they're related though. No, like, no. Here's what well, the, the only part is the sense of both when a game, yeah, when a game does awful in its home country, where the developer is based out of, typically it's a bad sign. Yeah. For the international release. Sort that's of, but true. I mean that, that doesn't. That doesn't count because, like, Terra tanked in its home market when it first came out, and it found a lot of popularity. In Terra the is literally release. the exception to the rule. Though. And Terra like, is the, Terra's one of the only tank. game. It's number, it's a number nine MMORPG in Korea right now. It did tank when it came oh, okay. out. Okay. It was a subscription title, and it came out in a but similar you... state to the way it did here, and it tanked. Right. But there, there are, there, are, it is literally that is the that is the exception to the rule. No, okay, though. you're right. You're right. Terra, yeah. We can hope also. Plus, there's another piece of bad news going against it. It's supposed to be published by Aria. Was supposed to be published, and now with the merger with Gamingo and then the inevitable round of layoffs that come with that, uh, you know, we, they might. Who knows what's going to happen? What games will survive? What projects will survive? It's it's a question mark. And Aria has not reassured people. I don't think enough in terms. I really of, want them to. I really want them to become Arigo. Arigo. Arigo <laughs> is not a bad name. I, I really want it to happen. Like, you know, I, to be I, honest, though, Terra has some great gameplay. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. I, I I even think so too. The, the the reasons why I quit playing it were like completely unrelated to the gameplay. I mean, on the other end, you have like still really good art and really good music. I mean, I, I want to say the music in that game is top tier. I'm trying to find this. My favorite, one of my for Terra for well for Tree of Savior. Oh, Tree of Savior. And great music. I don't think it's as iconic as, you know, Ragnarok Online, but there's still some really good pieces of music on there. Of course I don't I know, like, I, I, I sound like I'm really hating on True Savior, but I really hope it turns around, because I really want to like the game, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of us do. We all yeah, want I mean, to like the game. I don't think any of us are rooting for any game to do it poorly. I mean, obviously, I want every game to do well if they can, you uh, know? I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for Wildstar. You, 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 you're hoping yeah. for Wildstar to, to crash and burn? Even hey, hey, remember what I was talking about? Oh, yeah. Negative and positive. I said you're allowed one game that you can just absolutely hate, and that's Wildstar for me. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I think you guys all know what game I absolutely hate. Hmm. Uh, I'm not saying it out loud. Aeon? Oh, all right. Fair enough. Aeon? 
Hello Kitty Island Adventure. No. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, it's not out yet. I'm not, oh. I'm not saying it out loud. Oh, I know what you're talking about. All right, all right. Oh. Uh, oh Star I don't hate it. Citizen? Oh. Star Citizen? No, no. Uh, something Chronicles? else, something else. No. Yeah, that movie by Max Landis? Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Of Narnia, right? Narnia. Of Narnia, yeah. Wait, all right, Narnia. I think... No, what? <laughs> uh, Dude, I'd play a Narnia game. Uh, I like that epic music track, and I think we can end we can end the official podcast off on that, and then we can get the. Oh get no, to the... no, we end on Sunday Funday. Oh yeah. Announcement. All right. So. Uh, you can say it while I'm playing this. It's music. not evolved. It's not evolved this week. We, we're trying to be professional, so we decide right. It's Hero Wars. Yep. Hero Wars. Hero Wars. All right. Heroes. Nice uh, and easy. Uh, heroes, and we will go to war. All right, boys. As yeah. heroes. As heroes. Uh, but maybe we'll we'll try evolve for the following week. We'll figure it out. Uh, one one week at a time. So, uh, and I really like Hero Wars. Size and Hero Wars. I think it's only four. What? I think max party size in Hero Wars. Is That's four. fine. That's fine. Well, I'm not gonna be here next week, so. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, you guys can just go without me. Go go go. Right. Go go go, boys. It was two in closed beta. It was two. Wow. This you know what's funny? Yeah. Hero Wars is not even officially launched. Even though you can just play it. Yeah. Well, beta is launched. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, they haven't. They haven't quote unquote officially launched because um, they're still waiting for the PvP to get added. I think. I think that's what it is. Mm. Because they're They're rebuilding it. They they rebuilding it. Interesting. Well, redesigning it, I guess. It's not a ground up transformation. It's just uh, mechanically, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting game. I'm excited for everyone to play and voice our, you know, what we think of it. I, I really enjoyed it. All right. So, cool. yeah, right. Sunday, Monday. Hero Wars is it. And that'll be it for the this portion of the podcast. And we'll do the after show on Twitch. Yep. So, all right. Fare thee well, guys. See you next time. Later, guys. See ya. Bye.